Get ready for Dead Beat Radio. Ah, uh, yeah. It's that time once again. Crack open another episode of Deadbeat Radio. Back on Stage Diver Network. Here we are one more time before we move on, as we've said, to our new home, the Outlander Media Network. Same wasted time, just somewhere else. You'll find us unfiltered, unbiased, unnecessary, as always. Of course. Also a constant, Mr. Terry Snow. Good to be here, Lance. Good to be here too, sir. How's uh, how's the beautiful new baby? It's doing good. Uh, one month old now, and has uh, gained two pounds. Nice. I'm pretty happy about that. Do you understand what any of that means? Nope. Me neither. I never did. Uh, <laughs> uh, too later, and I still don't uh, get it. I'm yeah. like, okay. <laughs> I, here's what you need to learn: is as long as they don't follow it with something bad right you're good yeah. if they just tell you what it is it's fine something like doc thumb, yep. thumbs up yep. all right we're yep. good if we're there's good. no <laughs> if there's no form of disclaimer or explanation to what mm-hmm. that means fuck it move on right 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 and uh so fuck it let's move on to our <laughs> guest uh a friend of mine one of my absolute favorite people on this planet Aww. Uh, former employer, uh, somebody I met through work and just fell in love with, and are happy to be here, Mr. EJ Duggan. Thank you so much for having me. I, I've uh, been a huge uh, podcast consumer for mm-hmm. years, mm-hmm. and um, this is a trip. It's actually, uh, I can tell you, a, a sincere pleasure to get to experience this, so thank you. Good. I'm glad, I'm glad to be here. For, for a couple of reasons. Um, one, you have been a supportive um, from day one. Somebody again, I, I, I genuine uh, uh, kindred spirit from the minute I met you, and again we in a work environment couldn't really sit down, and so we don't get a chance to. Then we were, uh, you know, kind of uh, uh, bound by some HR rules and yeah. didn't get to hang out much. <laughs> now it's been a time, so this was a mix of business and pleasure on the pleasure side. This is a business for me. It's a pleasure to sit down and actually just enjoy your company for a while because well, I don't get you. to do that. I fully agree with that. Um, yeah, and so. Um, one of the things I thought was interesting about this episode, you get an award. We, we try to, to recognize firsts and, you know, special moments. Um, again, we were talking off air about Emily Gwynn, who was on JMB's DLC today. First guest and again, still last guest to ever bring cookies and mm-hmm. a cake. She brought snacks. Sure did. Um, we've had politicians. We've had, so we, we, we try to monitor first. You were the first non-performer mm, to guest on the show interesting that's that's where i thought you were going with it i i, I would like to call myself uh just just a guy and, so. and and so there's nothing wrong with that but to me you're obviously much more and you have a, a fascinating story you're a great conversationalist super smart you have everything that anybody would want on a show um but i just typically have have been around performers they're always looking they they they, they find an excuse to want to come and plug their whores that's what we do so they all they all want to come and talk about something and so i thought you know what i i want somebody that i can come and talk to and and, and Lindsay actually had said it she was like why don't you have ej on and i was like well the <laughs> hmm. There's a lot of reasons. But. Yeah, I was like, you know, that's really good. He's great. That's per- I don't know. That's perfect. And and I was like, why not? That's great. It's a chance to hang out, sit down, talk. Um, again, you have a fascinating story. You've uh, been somebody I've admired and loved for a while. Um, again, video games, big part of your life. Mm-hmm. You know, we met in a, a, a video game retailer um, where uh, what? So so here's what's funny. I, I I think that it's we are very opposites. Again, for people that can't see. 
Um, <laughs> anybody who knows me and uh, 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 is in the room, you will understand. Very polar opposites. Very polar yes. opposites. Uh, I'm a very hairy guy. You're um, clean shaven, bald. Not, so we're, we're complete opposites. Uh, mm-hmm. We are like a before and after photo. Uh, of that respect um very opposite on a lot of things um you're very organized i'm a complete slob uh you're um very snobby i'm just like fuck it whatever uh and and not a bad way you're just um everything you love and that's one of the things i want to discuss but everything you love you're an aficionado of thank you yeah everything everything you like you're like nope i it's got to be the best only i love these things fuck those things but these (laughs) things got to be the best those things i won't even touch it doesn't matter and and i'm i'm just like well i don't care that's what it says on my business card yeah yeah i wouldn't (laughs) doubt it i wouldn't doubt it at all and so we're very polar opposites in 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 a work environment we worked very well together we Mm -hmm. we we tend to have actually almost a a bad buddy cop relationship (laughs) (laughs) and and the best thing was when i first got um um sent to work with you everybody everybody that i spoke to was like oh Oh. you're gonna go work for ej huh yeah and i was like yeah why and they were like i'd never even met you except for the interview yeah and they were like he man he's just he's real uptight he's, he's a hard ass and and they just gave me they treated you like you were some kind of fucking disney villain that's the best way to describe it it was i was like what am i <sighs> i don't know and then i get to know you and i find that you are not that at all a loving person wonderful loyal caring um but very uh by the book um yeah. just that's your way and there's nothing wrong with that at all. You're you're very by the book, very organized, very, these are my standards. If you meet them, great. If you don't, we have an issue. Mm-hmm. And that's, I'm sure, in friendship, in everything, that's how yeah. you are. But that's how you were there. And it was just like, oh, oh, I get it. Oh, okay, I got this. I got this. And, and it was just so funny to, to me. And, and for months after, people were like, hell. As it uh, as it working for EJ, and I was like, he's not what you guys. Th- I don't know what you guys are thinking, but well, you know, it's an image that uh, you know um, I didn't exactly construct, but I'm I'm not going to uh, you know I I, I like having uh, standards, putting putting everything I can into something, and I want to surround myself with people that are passionate. And meeting you, I found somebody that was extremely passionate. Um, I was driving here and I was kind of th- trying to think uh, kind of what you're saying. You and I are, are very opposites. Oh, yeah. And um, on paper, we make no sense. No. We make no sense. Again, that's why it's like a bad 80s buddy cop yeah. movie. <laughs> we make no sense. But, you know, uh, the same is true of, of my brother, Sean. And he and I, uh, growing up, um, were always at each other's throats. We uh, Like fought- sitcom-y? Uh, no, um, I, I remember grabbing him in a bear hug and like lifting him up into our low ceiling and, and oh, shit. yeah, a little fight. I think it was because he, and, and you, you, How old is, what's the difference in you guys? Uh, two years. Okay. See my, the sibling I lived with, my oldest brother's like eight years. So okay. we couldn't have that relationship just because of the physical difference. Yeah. My middle brother, um, is my half brother and lived with his mom at the time. I mean, that's my brother. We don't use the term half, but just for standards of the story, mm-hmm. um, he lived with his mom. So we would have had more of that relationship, but didn't have the time. So I don't have those brother memories. So those are real sitcom-y movie moments <laughs> to me. Um, but so two years, that's like Sidney and Silas that they're, you're able to play and be, um, uh, 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 on a, similar plane you're not under the giant versus you know uh some kid out of the audience well well when i say that he and i are, are opposites we we're we're completely opposite of each other so i'm a bigger guy he is he is not and we were roughhousing grabbed him in a bear hug slammed his head again up against the wall oh, and what we were arguing about was that he was going to europe 
and he wanted to rip all my CDs onto his iPod or whatever it was at the time. Oh no! Oh no! And oh no! I know where this it. goes. I'm I know not, where this goes. I'm not that. That is, uh, I was not okay with that. Now Terry will will greatly side with you on this. <laughs> um, we'll go ahead and give this 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 uh, kind of backstory here. I know where this goes, um, and the reason you wouldn't let him rip your CDs was. Because I paid for them, and I want to support the artist. And if he wanted to listen to him, he, he would have to do the same. Makes yeah. sense. And so, so, but and that's that's me. I'm a I'm mm-hmm. a very by the rules, mm-hmm. paint paint in the lines kind of guy. Um, but uh, you know, we 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 were at each other's throats while we were living together, and now that we're not, he and I are are very close, and you know, uh, it's it's a very different dynamic, very different relationship. You guys are still close. I know you guys um, do family trips and stuff frequently. Yeah. you, your mom, and your, your brother. Um, and that's something again, very opposite for us. Um, you know, you again have a different story than I do. You you come from uh, the the Pacific Northwest, yep. right, Seattle. Seattle, and you it's you, your brother, your mom, your dad was out of the picture. Mm-hmm. Um, but you guys obviously were still in communication. That that makes him sound worse than it was. No, He's, you guys were separated. Yeah. I mean, you, you come from a broken home, common. My Lindsay's that way, yeah. but I'm the opposite. My parents are still together. They hate each other, but they're still together. That's that's and uh, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so um, they're just uh, too lazy to do anything else, uh-huh. and uh, too broke to do anything else about it. I guess that there's like, well, we're closer to death. Just fuck it. You yeah. know. Again, that's where I get it. It's just like, you know, fuck it. But um, having a different background again makes different people. Mm-hmm. And Lindsay and I have a lot of different um, in our marriage over the years. We've discovered that there are a lot of times we don't see eye to eye, and it's because we come from those different things. Yeah. Um, but um, you had mentioned, you know, like you and your brother are still very close. Um, he is still in Seattle or? So he's in uh, Washington, D.C. My best friend lives there. And, uh, and you know, I, I always love going up. Uh, usually if a new game, like a, a fighting game, Mortal Kombat Street Fighter comes out, my best friend, right. uh, who I call Georgetown, has always been his nickname. He and I will be uh, playing that all week. Um, but now, now, everybody is understanding these two will actually fly <laughs> across the country yeah. to get together to play the new Street Fighter when it comes out. We're not talking online. I just want to make sure for the kids out there listening. Yeah. Willing to get in a fucking plane. Yeah. Fly. I've seen this happen. I've, this is fact. <laughs> I had to actually uh, build their Street Fighter trophy uh, for their tournaments. Yes. yes mm. yeah. 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 So nice. my spray yeah. painting skills came into play. Oh. It did. It, was, it turned out great. I was. I had very low expectations, and you brought it in, and I was. I was floored. I thought that this had been outsourced, possibly, but you uh, brought. You know, a great craftsmanship touch to the table. Wait, but yeah. spray paint's not what you think. I remember you trying. It was like this is. I thought nope. Mm-mm. Yeah. Anybody mm-hmm. who's ever spray painted anything can tell you. It is not what you think. It is oh, not like, <laughs> I use deodorant. I can do spray paint, right? Yeah. No, no, no. But, uh, so yeah, I was, I, 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 to me, that's so amazing, but I have such respect for the dedication. It's like, damn, that's yeah. great. But I love the fact that you guys are still close and you guys do, do family vacations. Um, and, uh, that even it's cause like my brothers and I aren't close at all. Like mm-hmm. I see my, bro- we live in the same town. My middle brother, my oldest brother's in New York somewhere, probably in jail. I honestly don't know. <laughs> I told you, you know, that he Nathan Drake to me once before <laughs> yeah. and uh, we thought he was dead and Austin got a letter. I'm like, Oh shit. He Nathan Drake me. Um, and, uh, I, I think that's a wonderful cause my family's even still here and we're not that close. And so I'm, I, I do envy that. It, it took some distance to appreciate him. And the, the reason I brought it up is, is that, you know, I love you and you and I know that 
in cro- close proximity, sometimes you and I had a very strong difference of oh, opinions yeah, here and yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even, you know, the closest, the people you love the most yeah. are who you fight with the most. Yeah. And uh, I, I just, you know, uh, wanted to say, you know, I think of you as, as one of my brothers. You know, oh, you and yeah. I. So um, mutual. Yeah, it's we we've we've had a little bit of space. We've stayed in in touch, and it's it's just something that um, you know, we both wanted to to keep going after after work. Oh and it's yeah, been, and yeah. There was there again are people you meet in your life like that who are just unbelievably instantly just connected to, and you're like, I don't, I like this person. This there's something about this human being, mm-hmm. and I think that's the way it is. Um, with the network in general, everybody that that uh, that works in the podcast, you know that. That I met Terry through, we're comedian friends. We clicked instantly. Met Terry, clicked instantly, and that's mm-hmm. that's one of the things that Debbie Radio tries to um, really push forward is, is is people and connections. And so that's why you may just be just a guy in in yeah. your opinion. But it's one of the things that I I thought was the most interesting about having somebody without something to plug, just somebody to sit and talk to. Absolutely. Again, you have great stories. You know, we mentioned, and I don't want to get too sad and depressing, but you mentioned, you know, your your family and being separated and how that changes you. And you you had also told me before that your your father was an alcoholic. Mm-hmm. And something I find very um, fascinating. Um, you we sat here drinking a beer. Mm-hmm. You. I, I didn't come from an alcoholic family. My brother's a drug addict, but it's a little different when it's not your, your, but so many times from, you know, drug addicts or whether it's alcoholism, the children either go one or two ways, either follow in the footsteps and do it too, or go teetotal and just look, fuck it. That's horrible. Yeah. And you didn't, you went, ah, fuck it. I can drink a beer. I can drink a couple of beers. I can have a night out. I can take two, three nights off and go, go to work and live a life. And I'm, is that a choice? Did you get lucky? Like, how did you not take one of the two obvious paths? It's I got I got extremely lucky because unfortunately my brother um, has struggled with it, um, and I'm very really? proud of him. Has has just uh, joined AA, and it was insanely proud of him taking now, that. That step. I know again, watching a brother, but that's different. Yeah. That's different than a parent. Um, for me, uh, it's just been a blessing. Um, I do have an addictive personality. You know this. When I get into something, I go yeah. all. <laughs> you do. <laughs> You're very refined in it, but that doesn't necessarily. You, an alcoholic can still be Dean Martin, and yeah. you can still be refined and be a junkie. Yeah. I mean, there are those people. So you do have that personality. That's true. But you're not unhealthy about it. And I don't see it. I don't see you, you know, sucking dick to get a new iPod or a new Apple Watch. I don't see you out pawning shit to get the latest, you know, in lamb whatever i don't well, see that the new anymore. ipad is amazing so i, I do <laughs> you would suck some different ipad is that, is that what you're saying you mentioned earlier you didn't want anything on the air because you might run for president so let's go ahead and get it now would you suck some dick for a new ipad that's an addiction um, wow that's that's on the spot uh you know i what i would say hard-hitting is, questions debut radio i know i mean i i really um i think i'd have to look for other avenues um i was but, told earlier to write down potential episode titles uh, <laughs> let me reach into my notebook <laughs> Sucking dick for iPads, definitely <laughs> going on the list. Number one, um, but, that's not even a joke. That's happening. But. You know, I, I got I got really lucky with it. On the other hand, um, one thing I've been thinking about a lot lately is uh, kind of um, dealing with uh, regret, and and one of the things that's been on my mind quite a bit um, with alcoholism uh, and or just drinking. Uh, is unfortunately now it's almost more of a requirement. I actually am drinking a lot less uh, because I'm I'm uh, kind of coping with uh, severe acid reflux, which which you right. know from yeah. from work. Yeah. I, it kind of put me out some days. And um, looking back on it, you know, I've always tried to make the best choices, whatnot. And you alcohol know, can be rough on that. You know, I mean, that's one of those things. Alcohol uh, in general, ulcers and things can be 
very problematic for people who do have struggling or excessive personalities with it. Yeah, and and I paid attention during Dare. Um, some of us did not. I no, I didn't. Um. <laughs> Uh, but I took it seriously, and I, I stayed away from all this. I'm, I, I kind of consumed my alcohol responsibly. Yeah. And if I could go back and, and tell myself as a kid, uh, you know, 21, 20, uh, I would say drink as much as you possibly can until you get acid reflux. Like, it's coming. Okay. okay. So forget it. <laughs> go quite Okay, crazy. that's a good move. That's a good yeah. move. Um, speaking of which, you know, you laugh at Dareport and go back, kid. Did you drink as a kid? Were you the kid that snuck off and drunk? I mean, like... I, uh, on a couple of occasions, uh, I, I was working You at, seem uptight as a kid. I picture you as like an I uptight was, kid. You seem like the guy who would tell the teacher that we had homework due. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. no, you, I see it. Like, <laughs> again, I love you, but I, you totally see that. Yeah. Like, I can only really, really remember one time um, in Seattle when uh, uh, we were working at Wendy's, and uh, we were able to get a, uh adult, uh, technically, that's not from this country, to buy us uh, uh, Zima, which we thought mm. we were. Oh, oh okay. yeah, that was, that right, was my yeah. first drink. And a Jolly Rancher? Did you get a Jolly Rancher with no, it? No, we weren't that advanced. Uh, uh, did you know about the Jolly Rancher? I knew that I had alcohol. Okay. I had, like, the, the world's best alcohol, Zima, you know, as, yeah. as I, and I probably was 16 or 17. Okay. And, um, you know, that was that was a fun night. We were, we were sleeping at my best friend's house, three, three or four of my friends, and his parents were asleep, and we were drinking. We, we thought we were drunk off of a six-pack between four people of Zima. Nice, and nice. we kept on running around. Well, I'm. This I'm is a, exactly how I picture you as a kid, too. For the record, this this story, I'm like, I've seen this in my head already. This is perfect. Two a.m. His his dad keeps on getting up, telling us to to shut up, and and uh, so we're, we're so we all pretend to go back to sleep, and then we hear his dad coming. So everybody goes and runs to their sleeping bag. I slip like all <laughs> two two seventy two eighty of me falls on this wooden floor, and. Uh, <laughs> You know, off of off of, I'm sure what amounted to maybe one or a one shot and a quarter of Zima. Zima. Yeah, <laughs> so uh, that was my wild drinking days as a nice. high schooler. Okay. Yeah. yeah, you know what? More than me, I didn't drink at all as a high school. I didn't. I was actually like in the Dare and the Stars program. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't do anything. I never. I had never experimented with a drug as a child, and I think that's to me the right way to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, I watch kids, and I worry about my own kids, and I knew kids that were my age doing it. Um, one, I had the brother who was a junkie, and so I kind of had the teetotaler perspective then. Yeah. Later, I came into it with the, oh, he's the moron. <laughs> oh, my bad. I didn't. I thought it was the thing. It's not yeah. the, oh, it's it's the, oh, you can enjoy <laughs> Oh, if you go to work and do your shit, you can have one or two. Oh, I, and so I, at the time I wasn't like that. And so I, I think now looking back, I think the, the way I've come to look at it is like building a wall. You take a brick and you lay the mortar and you lay another brick. Somebody's going to listen to this and start building a wall. Well, uh, we, uh, we want to. Uh, yeah, no, 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 not political. I mean, I know my, my history speaks for not, not political. For, for the record, my mental wall analogy existed long before that wall in his mind. So this this is, I've been that, saying that this for wall, a long time. Um, is never going to exist. So no, don't have to worry about no, it. no, no. But it, this is, is just a metaphor. Okay. So it has nothing to do with anything. Uh, but um, I think drugs and alcohol on a kid's brain is like building a wall. As a child's brain, even into you know later teens is developing you're building a, a wall you're you're laying a brick of of knowledge you're you know mortaring it another brick mortar and so if you build that wall you can take a handful of grass and throw it at that wall and nothing will happen but as you build that wall, if you take that same handful of grass and spread it in the mortar as you play brick lay mortar spread your grass, then that grass will dry up, leave holes 
where that mortar should have been and that brick wall will crumble because it's not built properly. Mm-hmm. And to me, that is children and alcohol and drugs versus adults, alcohol and drugs. Okay. And I've always thought that way. And I still think that's um, realistically what you have. So if you take an adult and go, hey, here's a joint, have some fun. Mm-hmm. It's completely different than taking a 15-year-old kid and going, hey, here's a joint, have some fun. But don't you think that the expectation uh, of kids is to be a little reckless? And, and that's where yeah, I'm coming I'll- from because I, I feel like when I was a kid, I wasn't. There is some some regret at, you know what, I kind of just – played my video games. So do you? I, I don't. I'm actually very happy that I, I did what I did. I think you only get to be a child once and I think enjoy it to the max. Be a child. You have your entire life. And I thought this as a kid too, mm-hmm. to some degree. You watch a cartoon, play with a toy, you know, um, masturbate into a sock when nobody's looking. Like, have fun. You're not going to get this time again. Um, so, no, do it. It'll save drugs and, and alcohol. Save a joint and a beer till you get home from work after 12 hours. How, You'll how appreciate it so much you better. How short to be to masturbate into a sock? Like, I don't get it either, but that's foot. the that, well, I don't. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm asking you a question. Have we used a sock before? No, but we've okay. talked about this um, two episodes ago. There's plenty of tissues, and they're cheap. What's? I don't get tissues either. We were. What was it, Corey? We were talking. Probably. Corey or Bridget. We okay. were talking about masks. Uh, it was Corey because Lindsay was here. Um, that was the episode with Lindsay. If, um, if you can have Bridget come back and talk about masturbation, I'll. She I'll would in a yeah. heartbeat. She <laughs> would. She back. would on her um, ex- e- e- uh, episode she did of people in my neighborhood with Mitch here mm-hmm. on this very network. Mm-hmm. She did, I think, her uh, half of her episode at least topless. Mm-hmm. Bridget is very. Why the fuck am I here this week? She's here. She is exactly who she pretended to be. And that's why I even told her on the episode, I was like, let me just say this as the compliment it is, and I don't want to be creepy. If I could, I would. Don't get me wrong. I I would, but I can't, so I'm not. But, and so she's fantastic. What have I always said to you? I'm an adult. I can do anything I like. That's my motto. That's true. That is. That's you're an adult. You can do anything. I don't agree with it, but that's his motto. (laughs) It's brilliant. It's, It's words to live by. Just do what you want. You know there are consequences to every action. That's true. But if there, it's That's if it's true. thought out. Anyway, I'm I'm sorry. Nope. Uh, I want to know. Um, uh, I've never masturbated in a sock. The conversation came up on um, masturbatory um, myths and stereotypes. I don't get any of them. I've I as a personal masturbator of the last thirty plus years. Congratulations. And I'm, I'm a pro, right? I got, oh yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm an OG masturbator. I get it. Like I I'm like magna seen, cum laude masturbator. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but. Uh, um, I, uh, I've never understood the sock, but I've seen it in every movie and I heard every comedian okay. talk about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't get lotions and tissue. I've never used either. I don't, I don't understand it at all. It blows my mind. My guess then is you jar it and save it for in the fridge. Uh, you, you no, the fridge uh, for, the, uh... for the bulk of my life, I'm a shower guy. Dude, okay. it's, it's clean up free. It's yeah. private. It's nice and warm and toasty. Like I enjoy the whole. That's that's me. That's a, that's my spa day. That's my moment. I'm uh-huh. already in there. And like I said, it's great. You you've seen uh, American Beauty with Kevin Spacey. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And so the first thing that comes into mind is his life. He he can he has he has like ten minutes to himself, and he's so sad that this is the one thing he gets to jerk off in the shower uh, at the start of his day. Um, so I'm, I'm, I guess I, that's, I, I look at it as a privilege. It doesn't make me, I, it was great. It was like, it was great. Um, I have turned into as an older man. I like to just sit and, uh, uh, prep while I shit. And then I'm right there as well. Again, clean up to a minimum. I admire uh-huh. the efficiency, yeah. but I have every other problem uh, with that, that, uh, that method. 
you know, I mean, I don't know what to say. Uh, I just, that's, that's where I'm at. I, I, but it's never been sock. It's never been lotion. It's never been tissues. I don't get those myths. I don't get any of them. I don't understand it. So there's a lot of that stuff. And again, back to what we were talking about, a lot of the teenage myths I didn't get. I was Bobby Hill as a kid. Mm-hmm. And so I was real straight laced. I, I didn't take a sip of alcohol. My senior year, we went to Mexico. And, like, my parents were cool with it. They had alcohol. Like, I remember them handing me a beer just to sip as a kid. Because I was like, can I have one? And they were like, wine coolers. That's brilliant. Uh, my, my dad did it. Uh, yeah. It was terrible. I never. So, so. Yeah. And so I never I never cared for it. Um, I didn't want it. Um, and then I've done it with my kids. And they, yeah. they don't like it. But I, I never had the... Again, I hung out with kids who drunk. I hung out with kids who smoked pot. I hung out with kids who had parents who smoked pot and drunk. So, I mean, like, my parents drank. Mm-hmm. So I was around it, had it. Had the opportunity, didn't care. Went to Mexico on my a senior trip. It was about all you could afford. You couldn't. Uh, I mean, like you couldn't drink water. You could afford bottle of water. You could afford. So, but beer was like, fuck it. We'll give this shit away. And you're like, yeah. okay. That's the first time I ever drank a beer. Like drank a whole beer. Like opened a beer. Mm-hmm. Took the first sip. Drank a beer. Um, and even then, I never started drinking again until I was 21 or older. Yeah. And it just wasn't my thing. And then again, I, I didn't, you know, experiment on my first drug till I smoked pot when I was in my early twenties mm-hmm. and I'm glad I did. I just, I'm glad I did it that way. I'm glad I, I got to enjoy it. I'm glad I got to be a kid, not worry about that shit. And again, di- that's, that was me. So, and I didn't have the struggle to overcome. It wasn't in my DNA per se. My parents weren't, yeah. um, you know, so I, I just didn't, didn't go down that road, but I'm, I'm glad I didn't, but you, you look back and wish you would have. Yeah, I wish I had let let loose a little bit more, um, and and kind of uh, gotten out. Um, I, you know, I, I think it's really important to I I, re- I really believe in living without regrets, looking at the positive side of right, things. Me and, too. And you know this about me. Um, but there there are times where you kind of say, hey, you know what? Uh, you you should be allowed some mistakes. And I kind of feel like I was raised in a way that that wasn't expected, or, or the expectation was that there would be really? no mistakes. Oh. Um, you know, uh, it's just something that. Um, so yeah. you were not allowed to fail as a child? Uh, you know, uh, my dad was actually uh, very, very cool with that. My dad said, hey, I just want you to be happy. He's one of those those parents. Just How old were you when your parents got divorced? Uh, I was probably uh, 9, 10. Okay. So that's, again, I think Silas, that's his age now. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's a, a real fucked up age to have it happen because you're old enough to get it. You're yeah. old enough to understand it. But you're not old enough to process it fully. I think an older teenager can kind of get a little hold with it. Yeah. I think a younger kid can kind of grow up and be like, oh, this is just life. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. You're not. But I think you're right at that perfect age because Silas is so spongy on everything, but still innocent enough to not sponge everything in the yeah. right way. And so that's right where you are. How 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 long did it take you to process it fully? Like were you an adult before you got it, got it? The the honest answer is I've I still haven't. Really? Um and uh, I didn't my mom actually would tell me that when I was growing up and um there's been things that have happened to me in my life and that was the first that really stunted me mm-hmm. um processing Emotions where I think a normal person would, and it really left a, a scar. Um, and so growing up, uh, it was hard to make sense of. It's it's a completely impacted the way I view um, relationships, closeness. Um, and the, the uh, thing about it is that you can um, try to, to kind of get over those things, but it's something that really sticks with you. I, I remember sixth grade, uh, my, my teacher, Mrs. Richard, who I had the world's biggest crush on, I was my best friend. I was, again, the straight-laced kid. My best friend was my teacher. 
Um, I found out that year she had recommended the divorce lawyer to my mom, which I saw Ooh. as this massive betrayal. Betrayal. Oh, massive Game of Thrones. Betrayal. Oh, my and, God. Uh, you know, because, Ouch. yeah. And uh, now, as an adult. Now I know why you don't have friends. I get it now. You don't trust me. I get it. I get yeah. it. Because they'll uh, recommend a divorce lawyer. First yeah. cut is the deepest. Rod Stewart told us. Yeah. It's, it's damn. Mrs. Richhart uh, was kind of a bitch, yeah. um, as wow. it turns out. Uh, but, you know, the reality is, is that my perception as, as what I knew, my mom was, my mom was, is fantastic. Um, but, uh, she would not really kind of talk to us about what was going on. And my, you know, I, I give that to both my, my parents. They, they actually treat each other very much with respect. There's no kind of talking, you know, that's good. Uh, that's good. Uh, which I think is really important. Uh, but finding out stuff later on, um, it really, uh, it, it really affected kind of how I saw it. And I, and I realized I didn't handle it while well as a kid, but, um, that's, uh, you know, fa- fast forward, um, I had a, a house fire. I lost everything. Yeah, that's to me. That's Can't that's one of my worst fears in the world. And uh, you know, when you had told me you went through that, like it's what's kind of ironic to me. Here's here's the level of how how intense I see that, and how much like, oh my god, when my daughter died, Aubrey, people would always come, and you know, everybody, people don't know how to treat you. They they don't know what to say. They're awkward, and you're like, thank God, I'm, I'm, my life is fucked up enough. But you don't have to be weird around me. Like, I look, I get yeah. it. You don't know, and I'm sure it's the same way. People are like, hey man. Well, it's it's. I see it as worse. Uh, like, I mean, it, it's tough. I get it. Like, I was making house payments on this bitch. Yeah, your daughter, you know, was was free. Well, right? what? I, yeah. Well, no. I mean, we still had to pay for that. They still charge you, even if you don't get to take it home. They still. Charge well, you don't you. have to finance your daughter through the bank. Uh, it was a really bad no. Uh, uh, no, it's not. It's actually pretty good. Uh, but from um, a comedian, I appreciate that. No, it's good. But what I was saying was, when that happened, if people would come to me and give me that weird moment. I always use, I was like, you know what, I, this is a tragedy, but I was like, we will carry on. I was like, you know what, you got to keep it in perspective. And, and, and what I considered a tragedy and the example I always used was people who lost everything in a fire. So to put some perspective on where I rank that, mm-hmm. when my daughter passed away and people would try and give me sympathy and, and come to me and I was like, hey, I've got to keep perspective on this. Hey, at least we didn't lose everything in a fire. And you, you said a word that I, is the most important thing in the world to me is perspective. Yeah. And we've talked about that before. Um, I was, I was talking to somebody at work the other day and looking back at it, um, the year, it took us about a year to get back on our feet and it was the worst time. And it was, it was terrible. It was very difficult. It's the hardest thing since uh, my parents divorce I've had to deal with. Um, I look back pressure on it. It puts on every other aspect of your life. I kind of miss it. Like really? I look back on it, like um, I I didn't have a mortgage. We had great insurance. We were living uh, yeah, mortgage free. You got your shit together, so I'm, I can see that. I I uh, essentially had no mortgage, had no bills, and just a shit ton of money to blow on bullshit. Okay. And uh, so and like you know what? Yeah, uh, not having kids again. You don't have kids, so it's just you and the wife at the time. You have the, a little more freedom to be like. Let's be gypsies, bitch. Let's do this. Yeah, yeah. It was, yeah, nice. Uh, I, yeah. I miss those days, too, uh, when Lindsay and I were young and stupid and just mm-hmm. not having that moment. But I do miss those days of that same kind of thing. It was like, we just got paid. Fuck, let's go to the dirty bookstore. We'll go. We'll call up our dealer, go buy some pizzas, <laughs> red box some shit, right? Well, uh, uh, you know, pr- the, the perspective is, is that um, my, my wife's son, who who is living with us, mm-hmm. uh, he... Um, you know, we we I tried to cheer him up. I wanted to do something good. I I told my and that's, wife that's big for you because, for the record, I know you're not a big fan of kids. I hate yeah. 
Uh, yeah, hates kids. Works in an industry mostly populated by kids. Hates kids. Well, it's fun to watch. Fun to real entertaining it's, for somebody behind the scenes to watch and know and watch him have to deal with like some little hey mister hey mister hey mister hey mister hey mister hey mister do you do 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 fuck up kid can I get Super Mario brother for Xbox do you do you do and to watch and to see the smoke just begin to just trickle out the ears but gotta remain professional because when you're on camera and two you can't get your ass fired because like you and and to watch it's real entertaining. Fun, but fun. you uh, did a pretty good job faking it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you do great. You do amazing faking it. You do. You you, you were great <laughs> at it. Uh, but it was again thoroughly entertaining to watch. Knowing it's like watching wrestling and knowing two wrestlers actually hate each other. Uh-huh. But you're like everybody thinks this is scripted. But watch, mother- <laughs> he slept with his wife. Nah, he's real mad at him. It's it's the real people. You forget that, but they're yeah. they're real human beings behind those masks and them pink trunks but uh, yeah and so it's fun to watch behind the scenes while the show goes on i had a crazy revelation uh Ooh. at uh at work okay. and um and it, it actually turns out that i i don't hate kids um right i it was it was uh christmas there's this little really really sweet adorable girl she's like five or six and she wanted this like little grinch uh stuffed stuffed toy and uh the dad's like hey uh, you know christmas is coming whatever like that and it was like eight bucks and everything. And she was crying. And like, she impressed the hell out of me because she was like, you know, like, let's say six. And she pouted, but she didn't throw a fit. Right. She didn't scream her head off. She she just she put it down. She what she wanted. She, and she put it down and she said, I kind of said, hey, you know, can I can I get that for her? Is that okay? And so I just, I got, I really? got that. Um, and I told uh, uh, somebody I was working with, I was like, uh, don't ever tell anybody about this. Yeah. Uh, but um, they pointed out that um, I, I just, I... Like little boys drive me insane, and right. I think that's because the way I was raised, my dad and my mom being kind of pretty strict on it's me. It's a stereotype them. of the child. It's not all children, but when you think children, which the bulk of even as a parent, I see children. I go, "What the fuck?" Like, did nobody <laughs> tell this kid that's not okay? Mm. Like, is nobody gonna step in and go, "Hey, not cool, man." Yeah. Like, and so you hate those kids. Well, I, I think it's just me looking it, – it's almost like how you would look at yourself back when you were a kid and say, you got to do better. You got to uh, be more responsible. And I just don't have the, the tolerance for some spoiled brat kid to come and whine mm-hmm. and, and, and whatever. Mm-hmm. But the uh, – you know, somebody – girl or boy like uh, who is well-behaved and, and everything I, I think should be rewarded. I, I agree. I, you don't I agree. reward bad behavior. You don't I agree. Them, and so. I, I do agree. Well, that's awesome. Again, I know what a big stretch that is. That's a big, that's a big leap for you. That's <laughs> great. We've I've made some uh, some uh, some changes since. Uh, I love it. I, I think that's great. I think that's great. I wouldn't have believed it if you, uh, if I had seen it. I'd have been like, no, I didn't. There's a ulterior motive. But here. yeah, I, I took uh, my stepson out to uh, Hibachi, and we. I told my wife, hey, you know, go and uh, you know, go out with your friends, get your mind off of it, and everything like that. And uh, we, um, you know, like you know, Hibachi and everything. Like, you know, I love sushi, and then they they do the flames. My my stepson like freaks out. So oh. bad, kind of a bad. And so, you know, um, so it was, it was hard to deal with at the time. And I say kind of looking back at it, um, I, I remember how hard it was, but I try to look at the, the positives yeah. that came out That's of it. That's all you can do. Yeah. You, you have to <coughs> kind of move on and start putting, you know, things back together instead of dwelling on the, the, uh, negative parts. And that's, that's something that, uh, I learned through that process. So, you know, that, that stuck with me. Well, I was actually talking to a coworker recently. She had found out that her um, son was diagnosed with autism. And I talked to her and I was like, Hey, you know, my daughter has SPD, which is a kissing cousin to autism. We've dealt with it. Um, I've been through the good, the bad and the ugly. And this is what I tell everybody. I told Terry the same thing when, when, you know, he was expecting us. Hey man, 
you you need anything come to me i've been through pregnancies and births and kids i've been through the good the bad and the ugly right i've been to the worst i've been to the top i had the easiest with silas it was just like let's have a baby two weeks later positive test no problems boom push he's out done baby great here we go sydney and then camabri obviously you know we've talked about that she didn't make it through uh delivery passed away the bad you know i mean yeah. bad and yeah. so had to go i had to be the one to tell Lindsay. you know that's a big thing uh she didn't know she was out for the c-section she didn't know the baby didn't make it i had to be the one to tell her i carry that that's hard and so it was the bad the awful and we then come to sydney who was ugly it was rough because again what happened everything was bad and we had emotions going on and we were terrible and sydney you know was in the NICU because she was premature because they wouldn't let her go and so we've been and that's why i tell everybody hey man i'm here you can't i'm i'm with you but at the time when aubrey passed away which was the lowest of the low for me it 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 was a moment of i had to find perspective one we had silas so that helped Mm -hmm. i had something to focus on so in a tragedy i'm sure you probably work that's if I guarantee your focus was work. I got this to do. I got this to do. I, and so it keeps you a motivation because I know you, you got to have something too. But that was it for me was I was okay. like, we got Silas. Mm-hmm. And two, I had to put in perspective and I went, look, losing a child is the hardest thing you'll ever do in life. You know, and that's what people tell you. And it is, it's rough. It's emotional in, in a way that, you know, losing all your stuff is awful, but it's again, there's an emotional connection that's yeah. different. Yeah. And so when, I got it. I thought, okay, I got the worst thing in life you can ever do, mm-hmm. but I got the easiest version of it that's possible. And that sounds fucked up, and it sounds almost flippant, but it was really yeah. just my way of having to focus, or I get to crawl in a bottle and die. Yeah. I mean, those are your options. Yeah. I can crumble, and I can let one person die today, or I can let three, mm-hmm. and that's what happens. If I crumble today, yeah. not only does she die, but I've guaranteed Silas and Lindsay have no success at life, mm-hmm. and I've killed them too. If I go, that's what happens, and those are my choices. So I've got to put my head up and keep marching forward, and the only thing that kept me going was I did get the worst thing in life, but I got the easiest version. Yeah. I don't have a voice that haunts me. I don't have a room I had to walk past for the last 15 years and look into, and there's no one there. Mm-hmm. I didn't have to hold one in a burning car wreck and let it slip out right in my hands. And that fucking shit happens every day. Yeah. I didn't have to walk hand in hand into the cancer ward and say, it'll be okay, baby, knowing it wouldn't mm-hmm. be, and walk out alone. Yeah, And that's how I kept my head up. Yeah. That's what worked for me. And I was telling her that story and she just started crying at work. And I said, so just keep, remember you may not be at the top of the ladder, mm-hmm. but you sure not at the bottom and you need to keep that going. And I think that's um, what worked for me in a tragedy. And uh, I, I always considered then, then one of the things that at the top of the ladder or at the bottom of the ladder, I guess was people that lose everything in a fire. Yeah. So I think that's an amazing tragedy to overcome because a lot of people don't. Yeah, you know, I, I I appreciate it, and uh, you know I think uh, what what strikes me about what you're saying is sometimes when you are trying to talk to somebody that is dealing with something like that, it's uh, to your, most people are going to say, you know, I'm sorry, anything. You what need. can I do for you? Sometimes and you got to talk ugly, like yeah. and, and just and just be real. Like that's what sometimes they need is somebody just to be real with them mm-hmm. and really engage sometimes and and not treat them away and just try to really 
put yourself out there and share, you know, and I, I, I admire that, you know, I think that that is, you know, means the world. That's a conversation. I'm sure we'll stick with her for, for a long time. I, I, you know, I, I like those moments. I really do. I, I look at it as, as we're all connected and that's a theme I try to bring to the show and my life in general. Um, even my comedy, it's again, one of those, like one of the things about stand up comedy is that here's a thought. I thought I put it in a funny way. You've thought it too here enjoy that you know mm-hmm. like that's the whole th- art is let me speak your mind mm-hmm. and so it, it means that we are connected in some way and so i think when you have a chance to share those moments which is why i i do bring up you know real topics real issues and things here when we can to um you know just realize because so, somebody's listening or somebody goes oh shit my neighbor's going through i gotta yeah. tell him to check this out but um because i I, I went through it, and I, I can be here because there's shit I'm going to need to go through with somebody who's been through it. I'm yeah. going to need to turn to somebody. It's karma you put in a little bit, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, uh, one of the things that I wonder, because, like, I don't have necessarily too many triggers. Something still set me off. You mentioned, that's a great thing. You mentioned about the hibachi and him setting off. Do you still have issues with, like, fire? Do you? You know, um, are you still paranoid? Yeah. Like I would be. I, I'm. I have a little OCD. It's mostly over my garage door being open. Um, but one one thing that happened uh, that uh, was was really interesting. And um, so the the final thing that's kind of I've, I've kind of had these three obstacles. The other thing is that uh, my my dad took his life uh, probably like you know five six years ago. And that's another thing I always wondered. You never discussed. I wondered how old you were. I knew your father had committed suicide, and I, I wondered how old you were at the time. Yeah, I, I mean, I was an adult. It was like five oh, years ago. Okay, so it was, okay. It was a bit so that's not too long. But I met you shortly after that. Then yeah, uh, um, and you know, uh, it was really tough for me because at that point, through through what I've talked about, I was pretty good emotionally shut down. Right. Um, it's very easy for me to feel things like excitement and joy and anticipation and, and for the next movie, video game, but uh, I really am pretty good at stopping myself from processing and dealing with something that's really tough. And um, that was difficult because my dad died and I, I kind of had a little cry and, and uh, you know, and then and then it just was kind of moving on. I felt like shit, like, yeah. because, you know, my brother, uh, you know, it, it, was, it was difficult on everybody else and I just wasn't able to feel it. And, um, you know, I, I kind of went on with it. I had, I had a friend give me some good advice that, hey, you know, you're... Uh, your dad wasn't necessarily part of your daily life. So I, I kind of, that, that helped out quite a bit. Um, and I was that's like, okay. it with losing a child at Aubrey's age. My daily life didn't change. That's yeah. exactly right. No, yeah. that's it. I get that 100%. Yeah. Really, uh, really good friend, uh, Jeff Lewis. Thank you. If you ever listen to this, you, uh, you helped me out quite a bit, but you know, uh, we went to my dad's uh, memorial and I was petrified because my, um, brother who is, Again, very opposite. I mean, he is extremely articulate, extremely well spoken, super emotional. Super is he super emotional? Uh, yeah, yeah. Like squishy think, like me, because yeah, you know me, I'm squishy. He, I'm, he I'm super be. squishy. Okay, he, he, yeah, he, he can be, and I was terrified because he's my little brother, yeah. super successful. Uh, you know, he's he's like works for a congressman in D.C. and no and shit. Just, that's you know, he's on top of the world right now. And this motherfucker is gonna show me up at my dad's my dad's memorial. So as the big brother, so I, I'm stressing. I wrote down what I, I wanted to say. We uh, meet his my aunt, my dad's sister, and I, I kind of said, "Yeah, I'm ready." I've been I've been worried about this for three weeks, and this is perspective. Yeah, you don't strike me as a public speaking guy. Um, you know, uh, yeah, it's not my favorite thing, but I, I, it doesn't. You know, I don't piss my pants. So um, you know, I, I was kind of ready. 
And so my, and she, she says, what are, what are you thinking? I kind of just talk to her. And then she says to my brother, you know, what, uh, what are you going to say? And uh, my brother looks at her and says, I'm going to get up there and tell him that I think my dad was an asshole. And so for three, wow. for, yeah, three weeks of dread is, is actually was kind of silly. We, we kind of talked him down and said, hey, Sean, do you think you can um, maybe just uh, say uh, thanks for coming? We appreciate you guys coming. And we, we kind of handled that. But um you know, so uh, dealing with that is is has always kind of freaked me out because it wasn't hard to deal with. Um, but then, and uh, we're I have to spoil a movie. If, I don't know if that's kosher. You know, hey, how often I'm not a, I'm a spoiler guy. How often did I ever tell you not to spoil something? You are the spoiler. You're a spoiler douche to, on a level that again to uh, this is again we'll, we'll kind of <laughs> get you back into it. But on, on a, a like, if you even say something that happened in a trailer that's already done, <laughs> no, 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 I don't want to. It, I, it's in the trailer, but I haven't seen the trailer. It's like, I, but I, because you won't watch trailers because they spoil the movie. Won't Unsullied. watch trailers because they spoil the movie. Again, snob, and I respect it. I just don't get it, but I respect it. But anyway, yes, you can tell a spoiler here. That is a part of Unfiltered. That counts. Um, I went to go see. Uh, there's actually about two movies. There's um, three billboards over Ebbing, Missouri. I'm dying to see that. Phenomenal I haven't seen movie. it. Yet. I'm dying. To see it. it has a Coen Brothers feel to it it's, that I love. It, one of my favorite all time okay. movies. And then um, A Star Is Born, which is a little bit more recent. Okay, I haven't seen that. I want to. I'm familiar with the uh, Streisand Christopherson version, but uh, so both spoilers. Both both uh, tr- movies have a. You know, on A Star Is Born, that's the fourth remake of that movie so you can't really say spoiler it's okay. the four i mean it's, right, it's true, been out true. there like yeah. 100 years to catch up right the, the original is well, we'll, over 100 we'll compare, years old right yes we'll compare so. since you've seen the other one but uh and three three billboards one of the main characters who is, is fantastic does take his life and sam yeah, rockwell uh no who's one of my favorite actors I love of all sam time rockwell, yeah. uh it was woody harrelson okay and he he takes his life uh, because of illness and he doesn't want to put his family through that um and then uh star is born Bradley Cooper um, no. takes his life, right. uh, hangs himself. Uh, I watched Three Billboards. It kind of, you know, uh, maybe a tear. Uh, I watch, I watch uh, Star is Born, and he he takes his life. He, he hangs himself in a garage, and I'm trying to just fucking keep my shit together. Yeah. And uh, I, I I walk out. Um, I was seeing it with uh, one of my best friends, and uh, we we uh, walked out. And I said, Hey, you know, what? I'm going to be in the parking lot. Um, and, uh, they came up and I was just like, I, I fucking lost it for 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. And, uh, what struck me about that, which is since we're talking real and talking, that's what we do. Woody, Woody Helson's character is very virtuous, very good. And, uh, you know, the, the, uh, star is born. What's the guy? Bradley name? Cooper. Thank you. Bradley Cooper. Kind of a dick bag. Uh, yeah. Just alcoholic, kind of an asshole. Um, but a lovable asshole. I mean, like, if, if it's played, I haven't seen this. It's play, If it's played like a Christopher, and you still want to root for him, you're like, I still like him. Yeah. He, he's kind of cool. <laughs> yeah. and if and, I was an alcoholic douchebag, that's the one I'd want to be. Well, and I love my dad, and he had, he had his chapters in his life where he kind of was very... Uh, he struggled a lot with alcohol, but he kind of came back. He got got really into religion, and you know, and he did some amazing amazing things. And he was he was a, a great dad overall. But there was there was those notes, and right. uh, so I I just 
I, I broke down and it was just kind of, and that and it never happened to me like through, through all this stuff. Oh, so really? Kind of, I crap Muppet movies. So like, I got nothing. I like, I boo, <laughs> like, but I, that's the truth. Like I was, I'm soft and squishy. I'm like 90% vagina material. If you looked at my DNA. So I cried anything. Yeah. So to me that that's so like, that's so personal. Like to me, that's such a difference again. It's like, how do you not every time? Like I would struggle. I would be, I would, I would, I would, I would be a big ball squish. I, I struggle. So I commend you on being able to hold your shit together in, in areas where I couldn't. And you've seen it. You've seen moments, you know, in, in work where I was like, I have to step off the floor. I need a minute. And you were just like, I'm soldiering on. I gotta go. I gotta. <laughs> well, and I'm jealous of that to, to an extent because I walk around feeling like I'm fucked up, yeah. you know, like, Oh, you know, there's, you know, what's, you know, what's wrong with me, you know, that kind of thing, you know? Uh, and there's, there's some good, good things to it. There's, mm-hmm. there's some tough things. And, uh, sometimes the people I surround myself with, which, you know, has been you, you've been, hugely in my life for the last you know, four since years we met. Oh, yeah. yeah four years almost five and uh we've we've had we both have looked each other in the eye and thought well, this guy's kind of fucked up a little bit <laughs> yeah, yeah oh yeah, yeah. No, there's no question no there's no question and I, <laughs> but the difference is i go oh no i'm real fucked up i get it no like, i'm real fucked up. but i don't mind admitting it and then i will yeah. again cry at some Ernest saves christmas yeah. and uh, mm-hmm. Ernest saves camp mm-hmm. in a heartbeat um and i was that was a kid yeah. i i just that was me again bobby hill i it was that's the best way to describe me as a child um you know i remember seeing this is no joke Ernest saves uh Ernest saves camp in 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 the theaters a classic film. yep in the theaters i saw it in the movies i remember the theater it's one of those vivid memories and when camp kick a key is breaking up <laughs> and Ernest is singing gee i'm glad it's raining to his speedy speedy the turtle uh-huh. dude i'm in the theater balling as a kid <laughs> right and so this is just my genuine natural self it's i guess my whatever i'm built of from the inside out 100 yeah. percent. i remember as a kid the muppet uh take manhattan the moment because i got a huge muppet fan my whole life the moment all the muppets are splitting up and they're saying goodbye forever. I don't know if you're familiar. Don't know how many Muppet fans are listening or in the room. Terry never gets my references. So if you don't, please please feel free to join Team Terry. Nobody I'm on does. Terry, unfortunately. But you're familiar with Muppets. The reference still stands. All the Muppets, friends forever. They're my friends. These are the people I grew up with. My imaginary friends are the Muppets. Mm-hmm. Like, this is my family. Yeah. And there's a moment where Kermit finally tells them all to go fuck themselves. We're breaking up. <laughs> yeah, it's sad. Like, I, as a kid, I'm uh-huh. nine-ish, maybe. Um in the theater, there, Kermit says, we're fucking splitting up, and everybody starts just, it's its sad. It's its uh, like uh, Best Little Whorehouse in Texas, where all the hookers start singing Hard Candy Christmas by Dolly Parton. It's just, it's a moment. They're all going their way, and they're all like, whoa, and they're hanging their head, and they're singing this song, It's Time for Saying Goodbye. Mm-hmm fucking just bawling in the yeah. middle of a Muppet movie yeah. as a kid. And I'm sure other adults are like, that kid's retarded. No, look at him. He's, that's, that can't be right. But So I've always been this way. Yeah. It's just me. I'm, and, I'm, and by the way, some guy pissed on me in a bathroom. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I, I occasionally will pee on people in bathrooms. Yeah, so you're, you're um, the full movie experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was as an adult. That's If I'd have done that as a kid, it could have been explainable. Yeah. But um, how about uh, we explain a, a time to take a piss uh, by taking a little break? We'll give everybody a chance. It's been awesome hanging we will, out. Uh, go separate from each other. Yeah, that's fine. That's a, it's a one seater here, so we have to do that anyway. We'll grab a, a moment, but we'll be back with EJ Duggan, my friend, my brother, here on Deadbeat Radio Stage Diver Network. We'll be right back.
It's Alien, Alien, Alien Expo. Coming to the Knoxville Convention Center August 17th and 18th. Enjoy a full weekend of UFO and alien phenomena. There will be vendors, music, lectures, meet and greets, book signings, and more. Come in your best alien or cosplay costume for a chance to win cash. Go to AlienXPO.com to grab your tickets now and get ready for the invasion. It is time for the return of the second half of this episode of Deadbeat Radio. Just trying to drag out the clutch as long as I can. <laughs> we are back here on Deadbeat Radio on Stage Diver Network. Um, and as uh, I've said before, um, we are... Um, in the middle of uh, doing some changes, um, we have loved being with Stage Diver Network. They've been nothing but awesome and supportive, and they've been our home and the reason we exist. But uh, the only thing constant in this world is change, and we will be changing soon to our new home, Outlander Media Network. All your favorite podcasts uh, that uh, you've uh, known and loved, uh, like Debbie Radio, uh, Halfle, uh, JMB's DLC, which is also making some changes. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited to hear about that. Um, but all these Phantasm, they'll all be found on Outlander Media Network. And you can check that out right now at, uh, Terry, what's that? OutlanderMediaNetwork.com? Uh, it's uh, OutlanderMedia.net. .net. OutlanderMedia.net. See, it's so new, even I don't know yet. <laughs> but uh, that's, uh, and you'll find all our episodes, so mm-hmm. we'll still be there. Uh, and now not only can you find us on iTunes and Google, but we have recently added bum, 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 Spotify. Yes. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks. We're moving up in the world. <laughs> Much uh, easier for an audience. To yeah. So yep. you can check us out there. Um, we'll be doing a lot of new things. I'm really excited. So it'll be awesome. Um, but we'll be there. And it is good to be back. You can find this episode when that is time. It, it is good to be here uh, with, again, our first just a guy. Just a guy. Just a guy. Not a performer. <laughs> nothing to plug. Just a conversation and a good uh, time. And uh, I've had that. Uh, EJ Duggan, uh, again, my friend, my brother, uh, former employer, but just an interesting person that I wanted to bring on and have a good conversation with. Thank you. I'm, I'm glad I've uh, lived up to that so far. You have. You've been, you've been great. <laughs> and so here's the thing that I, I really, we were talking about this on break, but you are a huge podcast fan. You yeah. are, you know, recommended lots of podcasts. Um, and so being, um, encouraged and um, 
you know, complimented by you meant a lot. Cause again, I said before, uh, earlier that you're, you're a snob in everything you do. You're an aficionado. If you love it, you love it. It's the best. And so with you, if you say, Hey, I love podcasts. I know what that means. And if you say, I love this podcast, I know what that means. And so for you to tell me, Hey, that's a good podcast. I took it big time. Um, cause I know you've introduced me to some great stuff like my brother, my brother and me. I know mm-hmm. that's your favorite. One of my favorites. Uh, familiar. Are you familiar to you? Uh, no, I haven't heard of that one. Brilliant. Brilliant. It really is. Um, it's just three brothers, my brother, my brother and me, mm-hmm. and they do, um, it's, Halfel in nature as Ooh, far as nice. chaotic like it's that. very different as far as like tone but it's oh, half yeah. in nature it's gotcha. just kind of chaotic they answer letters in how, how would you describe it it's an advice show where people write in for advice but instead of giving them advice they make fun of them for their problems yes oh, yes that is perfect oh you yeah. should definitely check it out pull, pull something up they should have they have a lot of little quick clips on youtube you should be able to pull something up but it's the mcelroy brothers yeah right? the mcelroy brothers i've seen them live twice and they had a tv show uh on crackle uh, no, something, um, yeah. crunchy roll something. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, one of those weird things you have to buy a subscription to. And most of that's on YouTube now okay. because that um, network fell apart. The McElroy so. brothers, but they do advice, just random things. Um, you know, people say like, Hey, I'm just getting into karate. What do I do? And they'll be like, Oh, well, and then it goes real off the rails. Yeah. But you should be able to find something just a minute or two. Cause some of them are real short and they're brilliant. Um, but it was a good suggestion. I absolutely loved it. Um, I thought it was absolutely hilarious, but, um, a po- podcast in nature, you're, you said you're a big fan of it, but this is the first time you've ever been on one. This yeah. is really your this, first. It, it's it's uh, almost like a uh, birthday wish, you know, nice. something to be to be on a podcast. And I've been um, in the podcast for five years, starting with my brother, my brother and me. Mm-hmm. Um, some of my other favorites, um, Risk, uh, True Stories, Bravely Told. Okay, is, Risk sounds familiar. Uh, um, anything from raunchy sexual to okay. heartbreaking and, and very tender. Um, one that actually led to the best customer experience uh, survey I've ever received. Really? I a story about... Um, a disabled person and, and later the story devolved into sex and, and everything but she talked about how she was treated uh, when she went to places and people would uh, address her handler or the person with her um, her, her, her assistant her helper and how uh, she felt ignored and I listened to it it's a funny story mm-hmm. it turns into you know some some crazy sexual adventure, but uh, the beginning of it stuck with me. And when I had somebody come into my store, uh, I, I remembered it, and I just I ignored the other person, just focused on them, and it it made me a better person by listening to this podcast. Nice. So, yeah. So. Well, what do you, what do you, what did you get? Would you find one there? I'm sure you're familiar with this, as you're an expert in them. My intro in criminal justice class, the student got a whole list and started to peel it, and then he asked me for the time. Oh, our clutch is playing too. Okay, hang on, so we'll try this again. Okay. In a sad tone of voice, and put his partially peeled lemon back in. <laughs> See, they can't even make it through the question. <laughs> That's happened a few times on that one. Yeah. He put his partially peeled lemon back into his back, almost ashamed of his actions. <laughs> My question is this. It's half <laughs> I do if this situation comes up again. What is the code word that I can use so I can get this man to enjoy his lemon in class? I think he's some kind of citrus sleeper agent and I need advice. And that's confused and citrus on court. See, brilliant. This is We have been getting listen. Before we talk about this, I just want to say we have been getting some fucking all time. Oh no joke. Yeah, the last like the past few weeks have been 
all time questions. And it's I can't troll versus troll. That's really what it is. <laughs> um, the questions are from I trolls. Uh-huh. They get out trolled by pro trolls. And we listen because we love trolls getting shut down. I believe you, except I don't believe this person because there's so many there's so many angles to this dangle that is just unimaginable. The fact that this person was apparently going to eat a lemon is like not even chief among them, but that they unpeeled, they unspooled this lemon a little bit found out that the time was bad or wrong, and then put the partially unpeeled lip. Just going to let some of the raw flesh of the fruit touch the inside of my Jansport. What? This, Pretty fair this advice. This kind of thing always makes me feel, oh, I'm an old man now. I'm 33. I'm not as hip as I used to be. This always okay. makes me feel. I like it. I, I thought you it. would, Terry. I, I thought you it. would. So, yeah, EJ uh, introduced me to this, and I loved it. Um, from, now, from their roots, uh, they do you know who opens for them at some of their shows now? No. Lin-Manuel Miranda. Oh, yeah, Hamilton. the guy that did Hamilton. Like, that's crazy. Podcast to, yeah, one yeah. of the biggest Broadway stars opening for you. Well, the show was funny. What I saw with the show was really funny. Um, I loved it right away. And so, it, but it, typically, anything you ever recommend, shy of doom, um, is excellent. And uh, a little inside baseball there. But um, your recommendations are almost always excellent. So, if you recommend a good podcast, it, it's fantastic. And so, um, that is a, uh, a huge, huge compliment that I know we are uh, respected in your world. Definitely. Um, and uh, I, I want to throw one more at you. Oh, yeah? My, okay. my newest one. Oh, it's, yeah? It's a podcast. Uh, my best friend recommended this to me. It's called Bless This Mess. That rings a bell. Um, it's, it's brilliant. Okay. True, true crime. Okay. Uh, centered around the South. Lesser known cases are not covered in all the other okay. true crime podcasts. And it's it's they they really dig in. They do their own research. They're not reporting off of something, some show that's been on. They huh. do their own research, and uh, they just make fun of the the uh, perpetrators, not the victims. Nice. And they just call them asshats and fuckhats nice. and, and everything like that. And like they just they, they like it's 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 funny. It's insightful. Um, I, I strongly recommend it. It was a okay. great recommendation to me. Excellent. Well, again, typically you what you recommend is good. Um, that's something that too we had laughed about earlier about you know you were a real snob and aficionado and everything, but but you you really are when you love something you love it. You know I know you're a big Apple fan, so mm-hmm. I know you're big and you got to have the latest watch and the latest pod and the pad and the the poop and whatever comes out. <laughs> and, you know so and I know whatever it is with you know big vapor. Um, uh-huh. and you had did a a vaping um uh podcast blog for a while yeah, like a little youtube channel yeah yeah you, you know, i still do that anymore at all no i got here's here's the crazy thing i got super into it mm-hmm. um i dive i totally dove in spent given reviews was that what you were doing yeah reviews cool. on juice and 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 equipment and everything because i like those videos i watch that stuff and i loved i loved the community initially and then my experience <laughs> my experience turned a little did you get negative. out trolled uh it i got there it's very political in the knoxville vape uh vape <laughs> And I made some. What? I made some uh, mistakes. I made. I made one mistake in particular. Do, do you um, like wake up with like a, a horse shaped vase vape in your bed? I mean, like, what's up? I was out. I was. Uh, people liked me, and then I was just gone overnight. And it, uh, you know, it that's fine. And I had. I had a fun time doing it. And uh, um, yeah, right, I met some we, great people. We don't have to name names, but you got to tell the story. What did you do to ostracize? How do you have? What do you do to get the hipsters to kick you out of their club? Um, so the vape shops... Do you shops, recommend the wrong shop? Is that it? Well, the vape shops, I try to treat everybody fairly and everything. And, and you know, who cares? How many people are watching it? Like, like, <laughs> like probably like 500 clicks. The right that. people, apparently. Yeah. And come so, knocking on your door. Hey, yo, 
I heard you talking bad about the vape shop, but like, am I going to have to break some bones? So uh, there was a, a meetup. They did a meetup once a month. It was a lot of fun. And, and I, um, one of the shops gave me some juice to give away, um, which was, I thought, generous of them. And I did that. Uh, well, apparently I didn't clear it with the, the organizers, who uh, that was very offensive to. And overnight I was just, uh, I was, you know, dead in the water. For giving away something someone gave you. Yeah. For, at, for nothing for me now I, what a stingy bunch of bastards well you know Band. here's the thing they they it's their event their rules okay, and okay. I, I guess uh one of the things i try not to do in life is that don't uh ask for forgiveness it's better to it's better to it's yes. better to ask for forgiveness than to uh, permission yes and uh that's so so i tried that that one time <laughs> tried it once and it blew up on my face and you know what uh lesson learned i guess and it was their event uh bad on me um but uh and then and then um things kind of devolved there was a chat where some shop owners uh got into it with each other and one of them was calling their like the over the your video no, no, or no, no, okay. no. this is something else calling them I was over, like over shit it. what dominoes did you push said that the uh the uh the shop owner's wife um had like looked like she had down syndrome or something like really i was like wow yeah i'm not gonna miss you guys i'm out no nope, so, that's yeah. you know and i'm i'm okay with all kinds of jokes but in the same respect when i was born i was diagnosed with down syndrome i can make those kind of jokes yeah well so that's, <laughs> did you get a certificate for that no no but i do have to give back some medals i've thought about yeah. that as a <laughs> I, do have to, I probably do have to give back some medals that's, that's actually true i told you that when i was diagnosed with down syndrome when i was born that's yeah, I, I, yeah i i heard that one it reminds me of um the jo- johnny knoxville uh movie where he pretended to have the ringer yeah, the ringer is brilliant the yeah, ringer's it brilliant. is except that's i i've made two really bad choices in my life okay the first was when... Um, Did you take a date to the ringer? Oh, no. no. Okay, I, that's bad. Yeah. I went to... Uh, <laughs> what could be good? She could see the real you and be like, no, fuck it, I'm in. When I was a kid, uh, I went to the video game store, and I only got to buy like one game every other month or so. Mm-hmm. And Chrono Trigger or Secret of Evermore. And I chose Secret of Evermore, which yeah. is like the they Secret of They both sound bad. They both sound terrible. The Chrono Trigger is one of the... I've heard of it, but it seems terrible. Um, and then uh, Christmas uh, in, in uh, Morristown, my, my girlfriend at the time, uh, Penny, still a really great friend, mm-hmm. uh, it, we went to um, go see a movie, and it was either The Ringer or a lesser heard of movie called Walk the Line. And we chose the Ringer over Walk the Line. Oh, that's actually a good choice. No, I mean, like they're both good movies, but I mean, the, it's false. I, I like the Ringer better than Walk the Line. Oh my God, uh, the Ringer's a great movie. It's it, it's even got, it got the blessing of the Special Olympics because it does not make fun of the Special Olympics. It shows you you can make a joke about something without making fun of something. You can have a joke subject that is a bit touchy without being a douchebag if you'll stop and just listen to the joke. And it never won. And so the Special Olympics actually uh, were part. Of it, I mean, if you look, that they used the real logo. They mm-hmm. had to get the rights for that, yeah. and they had to show them that. I mean, this is what you get when you listen to the director's commentary on the mm-hmm. Ringer DVD. Just for the record, so you can click this up. Yes, I've done that, uh, but uh, you uh, you you find out a lot that the Special Olympics really worked with them. I, I think it's hilarious. For for the fun. record, do we have the uh, Rotten Tomato score on um, the Ringer versus Walk the Line? I just ah, wanted to see. Shit. <laughs> I would love to see how that factors out. I'm sure. I'm sure it's close. I mean, okay. So okay, 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 okay. EJ, I guess it's the movie that got uh, a guy from from Seattle 
mm-hmm. to, to like listen country, to country music. music. Yeah. Um, so. I'm not saying it's a bad movie. I'm just saying I prefer The Ringer. Um, and I had explained this to Lindsay. You'll appreciate this. So she loves um, Boondock Saints, which is a great movie, mm-hmm. fantastic. And you and I, I know, love those same kind of movies, that wacky action, Tarantino, Guy Ritchie, you know. Um, and so... Um, I was flipping through Netflix the other day, and Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels was yeah. on. Mm. Love it. Haven't seen it in a while. And I was telling her it's kind of Boondock Saints. Mm-hmm. I was telling her it's in that genre. And she was like, oh, it's so good. And I said, well, this is a better made movie. This is a better movie. And I said, you may like Boondock Saints better, but there's no doubt Lock, Stock is a it's a more quality film. I mean, like Boondock is is a cult, but it's it's not quality. When you if you put them, Terry, as a filmmaker, if mm. you put those in film school, and you said which one of these is a better quality film, Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels. Technically, yes. Yes, exactly. Technically. technically is the word I'm looking yes. for. Technically, then okay. Yes, and that's what I was telling her. So yeah, technically, Walk the Line is a better movie. Mm-hmm. I get it, but I like The Ringer better. <laughs> so what, do we have a uh, do we have the scores? Oh 80. yeah, yeah. It's a eighty-three percent for a Walk the Line and a forty percent for The Ringer, <laughs> which I which I feel is somewhat generous. But <laughs> I think most people just think The Ringer. Oh, they're making fun and they get out. I think I think the social justice warrior culture is keeping The Ringer down. Is what I think is going on. I'm not saying it would be in that. What was it? Eighty-three. Well, what's the what's the Walk the Line again? Eighty-three. Uh, yeah, 83. okay. I'm not saying we're gonna hit 83, but uh, I think we're above 40. I think we should easily be in that 60-ish mark at at at, at worst. Well, the uh, audience score for the Ringer is 60, 68 percent. Oh, what's the other one? Okay, uh, 90 percent for. All right, that's fair. I'll take that. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. But anyway, both good movies, just the same. Uh, yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I did like Walk the Line, not, not score wise, um, but okay. um, I, here's a, here's a little bit of trivia. I'll throw this out there. This is uh, absolutely nothing. I want to preface this knowing that I realize the irony of the statement means nothing. It's it's a space balls. You're my father's cousin's brother's sister's. Come right. the desert. You're right. Um, we ain't found shit. But I realize it's the moment of what does that make us? Nothing. But um, I did some um, small films with some film students, uh, friends that I had in Nashville. Um, as Terry can tell you, I'll volunteer for anything. Mm-hmm. He's been in all my stuff. Everything, every day. Anybody's like, hey, I need it. I'm there. I'm, I'm in it. What you need? And I did some small films for some friends of mine in Nashville. And I, one of the, the guys that I'd been in two two or three films with, I think, really funny, um, absolutely brilliant. They're funny films. I'll, I'll have to bring them to you, Terry. Let's take a look. Um, I have IMDb, IMDb credits before you. So just oh, definitely. Yeah. Oh, so, uh, so I'm just telling you, like, I had stories before you came along. And one of the guys that I had been in movies with and one like award-winning 48-hour film project um, is in Walk the Line. Oh, okay. Yeah. And so it was neat to look up and be like, I know that dude. Mm-hmm. And so that was really neat to me just to like see somebody that I had been. And he's just a bit player. He's a, a drug dealer who who sells, I think, Johnny Cash meth or something. <laughs> well, that happens a lot in the uh, in that movie. Johnny yeah, Cash yeah, yeah. So, drugs. again, it was just one of those moments that only I caught. And I was like, hey. But, yeah, I used to yeah. do uh, just, again – this friend of mine was doing these 40-hour film projects. I don't know if you're... Have you ever done one of those, Terry? Uh, no, not they're a fan. They're fun. Are you familiar? Yeah, no. not a fan. <laughs> so I think they're fun. I think they're fun. So uh, the shtick is you have 48 hours to make a movie. Okay. And they happen all over. Like, every city does them. And that you put together a team. And so you have a team ready. And, and you kind of know who you're working with because that's what you got to do. And like on Friday... And Terry may be able to correct me on some of this if he knows mm-hmm. more than me. But I know this is what from the actor point of view. On Friday, you go pick up a genre... If I'm not mistaken, it's like a genre, one line of dialogue, and one prop. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that they and, know. And Sunday, 
at the exact same 48 hours, mm. you have to turn in a fully filmed, acted, wrote, edited, directed, shot, everything, complete film within whatever the time parameters are that contains that genre, mm-hmm. that one line of dialogue, and that one prop. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, um, and then they judge, and it's a whole film festival thing. I think they're fun. Yeah. Sounds uh, very, um, I don't know, like, I think sometimes when you have less, you can do more. You know, you can boil it down, and, and uh, some people, uh, look at M. Night Shyamalan, the more money he gets, the uh, worse it gets. Yeah, so, that's yeah. bad. Yeah. Why do you hate him? <laughs> why do they hate him? <coughs> well, Terry said he wasn't a fan. I said, why do you hate him? Um, I don't know, just... Uh... Are you bitter if you just never won one? <laughs> no. I mean, like, I, I've got a couple award-winning. We were best in our genre like two years in a row. Uh, again, has nothing to do with me. I'm just riding coattails, but um, I'm on them coattails, baby. I'm there. <laughs> no, I just uh, I always need to flesh my stuff out. I don't. I was never re- I get able it. to work in those parameters. I get really. it. You know? Well, for me, I've only done it as an actor. Although I do have a stuntman credit. Oh, yeah. In a film, but not a 48-hour film uh, project. But I, I always just an actor, so they just go, hey, I need you to do this. Cool. Mm-hmm. The hardest part for me um, is um, sometimes costuming. I'm really I'm really big into my costuming. Yes, you are. Yeah, I'm really big into that. I do. I, I did Rob Zombie for Halloween. You you will you will dress up and put the the most amount of effort and money into a a costume that will return you probably a quarter of it in it's from yeah. the event you go to. Yeah. I uh, I dressed up as Hagar the Horrible. I literally got paid in peanuts. <laughs> um, it was for the roast of Charlie Brown, and uh, somebody had got one of those like five gallon or five pound box of peanuts from like a Logan's Roadhouse. Yeah, and so they were serving little bags of peanuts uh-huh. at the door. Ha ha! Roast Charlie Brown. We got peanuts. You know, wah wah yeah. wah. And so as I was leaving, she was like, "You want some peanuts to take home?" And I was like, "I got kids. I'm poor. Uh-huh. I don't ever turn down food. You know this. Yeah. I still got Reese's peanut yeah. butter puff samples in my house." <laughs> I'll tell you a story on that in a minute. But um, so I was like, I'll, I'll always take peanuts. Yeah. And she was like, well, let me make a few more bags and you just take the box. Mm-hmm. Bitch, I still got them peanuts. We're still eating fucking <laughs> peanuts from that show. I came home and I was like, I literally got paid in peanuts. Some some would argue maybe overpaid. Overcompensated. Uh, maybe. maybe. <laughs> um, but as uh, as it goes, yeah, I put a lot into my costuming. I, I work hard on it. Um, so it's like I, that's my hardest effort with the 48-hour film project. Mm-hmm. Although I did. I'll, I'll tell this real quick. We did a um, – uh, it was fantasy, I believe. And this is one of the, the – where I met the guy that was in Walk the Line. I think fantasy was our genre. And so she wrote this whole crazy story about this park ranger going on a beer run. And he meets, like, Medusa along the way. And he meets, like, an old wizard gives him a quest to go on a beer run. That's the whole shtick. And it's actually pretty funny. Mm -hmm. And he's a park ranger, and she steals his shears. And to get him back, he has to go on a quest, which is a beer run. Mm -hmm. And in the beer run along the way, he he meets, like, Medusa. And he meets, like, a bridge troll. And then he comes across Pan. Okay. The satyr. Okay. Shakespearean... Greek legend. Mm-hmm. Me. Oh, no. <laughs> At the time, I have a short beard, shaved head. It's not short. It's bushy, like a, like a, like a I don't know, four or five inches, but thick and bushy, but not near what it is now. Um, and shaved head, uh, same rough body proportions. And so what I did for the costume was I had this, these horns. I styled my mustache. I went topless. Showing my nipple rings, which mm. I had at the time, my nipples pierced. Fitting. And Lindsay and I made this pair of pants. And this pants, this pair of pants is still legendary in our home. I took a pair of corduroy pants and I spray glued them and I glued teddy bear fill to them all over. 
right? Just imagine this. And I have like 24 hours to do this. Uh-huh. Again, young and stupid, the yeah. things you could do. So this corduroy pants just fucking just flocked yeah. with teddy bear filling. And then I begin to spray paint it brown. You love your spray paint? I do. I wasn't <laughs> as good then. And just spray paint. And I don't know, again, what you know about spray paint, but cotton will absorb. Mm-hmm. And it takes a lot of layers to cover a lot. And, I, and I've only got 24 hours. They never dried. Mm-hmm. And I took a, a, like a, a, a grape vine from like the, the, the craft department and made like a belt. So I've got grapes on my belt. And here I am just topless. And my, my this just beautiful. They look great. They weigh a goddamn ton <laughs> because they're corduroy first and then they again are just lathered in spray paint like it and then it's wet and it's just you know that feel, you ever been pushed in a pool wearing your clothes yeah you know that feeling when you get out mm-hmm. yeah. imagine if you were wearing like a suit uh-huh. that's the but all around you're yeah. like pants but it is hilarious. And I basically did nothing, but here I am just chilling in my topless. Like, it's hilarious because it's, again, the irony of it. I'll do anything for a laugh. And I basically do this Artie, the strongest man in the world voice. <laughs> and it's hilarious. And so we won best in genre. So I, I love doing it. I'll do anything for a gag. I'm all for it. Um, but anywho, that's my movie stories and careers. Um, we were uh, uh, slightly distracted by your walk the line <laughs> ringer comparison and got off track. One of the things I did want to talk to you about was, you know, uh, we, we, we were um, mentioned earlier about you being a snob and doing your own vape, vape videos. But why, why have you never picked up other styles of videos and um, for other stuff? Like, why have you never because you're a foodie, you're a mm-hmm. big foodie, you're into other stuff. And and the other thing that I kind of want to know is, is that a. a, a is there a reason? Is that subconscious? It, were you deprived as a kid and have to have the best now? Like, were you a snob as a kid? Again, I'm crying him up at movies as a kid. Yeah. Are you collecting only the most pristine G.I. Joe packages? Like, <laughs> no, no. That one has a bent corner. It will not work. <laughs> like, I mean, like, are you that nerdy as a kid, too? Or is that an adult? I, I, I finally can. got into a, a near shouting match with a waiter at uh, a restaurant in Oxville that uh, <coughs> I, took, I took my wife to her birthday. Okay. And we ordered, um, she, she ordered a filet mignon. And uh, good for her, it's her birthday, but she wants what she wants. Not my choice in steak, but it's her birthday, you go ahead. Um, we got a sirloin, period. That's what I would prefer, that's good. I like this waiter well, already, good well, guy. But when you're paying for a filet mignon, what do you want? Oh, uh, that's fair, okay. that's true. That's so fair. I told the waiter, you know, hey, I think there's been a mistake, and, and you know, we, we got a, a sirloin. Uh, no, 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 we get we get the slot, it's it's really a, uh, a, it's a filet, it's just a weird cut. I was like, and so, so he said he would go talk to the cook, you know, 10 minutes later. And so he's like, yeah, it's just the way that it's cut. And I was like, here's the problem. It looks like a sirloin. It tastes like a sirloin. Um, and we, we want to fly. And he's like, well, again, sir, I was like, I, he, he had said he was new. It was like his third day. I was like, I have cooked more fillets than you have ever served in your life. So this, we have an issue here. So yeah, we, I mean like, unless you were butterflying a filet and yeah. at that point that would still piss me off. <laughs> I don't like a filet, but I'm like you, that bitch better be small round, right? It better yeah. be uh, yeah, wrapping some bacon. That's yeah. cool, man. We're down. I'm down with that. And it better still be a little bloody. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I've had, I've introduced my kids to steak. Okay. Okay. Now we don't eat steak often because again we're poor, but um, um, I do love a good steak, prime rib, whatever. A good steak, I'm down. And I'm not. My mom, bless her heart, um, will just fucking drown it in Dale sauce. That's uh-huh. how she loves her steak, <coughs> and it just is disgusting. Mm-hmm. 
I cannot stand it. I can't stand the smell. If I come in the house from work and she's been cooking steaks, it just smells like soy sauce took a shit. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> I, I, I don't have a problem with Dale sauce. Before Dale sauce fans write in and, and start, you know, some campaign against me, I'm anti Dale sauce. I'm not. But it, it a little. It's like cologne. I like cologne, but we don't have to bathe in it, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so for me, I don't. Do you, have you ever watched Letterkenny yet? Have I still got you on? No, that yet? I, I'm sorry. Damn it! But I, you got me on Kirby Enthusiasm. Okay, that's true. And I passed but on the there's word. a whole Letterkenny uh, bit about them fighting over steak, and I'm right. Salt, pepper, we're done. That's it. That's I would it. agree. And again, I'll give Squirrely Dan his his props. Montreal steak seasoning really should be a part of this conversation, but I still uh, vote salt and pepper. Okay. So and my kids hate pepper, so I do salt. So I've introduced, and I like my steak medium towards the medium rare, but I prefer medium. Okay. I like prime rib a little more medium rare. I don't want it bloody, but I like a juicy steak, yeah. and I'm not you know retarded. I know it's just you know part of it. So I make them steaks for the first time. We introduce them to them, and I was like, man, it's like a hamburger, but better. You'll love it because my kids are real picky eaters, <laughs> uh-huh. and you got to lie to them a lot. You got to lie when you try kids' new stuff. You yeah. got to you got to totally lie to them and go, this is a lot like this, yeah. and you know it's not. And then they eat it and go, it's good, and go good because it's not like that at all. Uh-huh. But I got it past your lips, so we'll take it. And so we introduce them to steak. We give them their, you know, uh, uh, their Easter steak. And it's a little rare. And I knew to cook it over. I tried to cook theirs over. But I guess just like something in me is just like, nope, fuck it, pull it off. And I did. I was like, damn it. And they're like, what's a red? And I was like, it's 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 steak grease. I was like, you know when you have bacon and you get the like, grease on the plate? <laughs> and they're like, yeah. I was like, it's as like steak grease. And it's just, that's all it is. It's just, it's good. It's grease. And so they were like, all right, fuck it. And again, they're my kids. They're like, and so they eat it, love it. Yeah. And so I've got them already eaten. Nice medium, medium steak, uh, which I was like, great. Now I don't have to like embarrass myself in restaurants or a steak <laughs> for you someday. So, uh, but I've tried, I've introduced them to it and I, I think they like it. When I, when I moved here, um, we, uh, my, my girlfriend at the time, we, we went to uh, Sagebrush and, um, I was kind of just trying to decide what to eat, and she said, "You know, they have a special." It's <laughs> so the the, the uh, waitress comes over and she orders, and I say, "You know, I've I've heard a lot of good things about um, your tube steak, and I would uh, really like." You I, fell I think, for that? Yeah, I had no really? idea. I had no no concept. Wow. So I've I've ordered a tube steak before. <laughs> you uh, ordered a tube steak? Yeah. Did they smother it in underwear? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, <coughs> you ordered a tube steak? That wow! You got me choked up. <laughs> i offered to sell a lady uh, i might have been a man i don't really remember um a pair of cowboy boots that came in the colors black cognac and antique camel toe <laughs> once so i like that of course <laughs> i've done some more style i actually again i, I say retarded all the time Mm-hmm. because uh, it has nothing to do with handicapped people and anybody that says it does is the real asshole it's just a word if you say moron but get mad at me for retarded you're retarded mm-hmm. because once upon a time the word moron was used in a medical way to describe people that were handicapped people started using it and they stopped using it as a medical term and then we got words like retarded and it started getting used and then people used it and then it used and so now it's a slur but it's like whoa 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 so it was moron because mm-hmm. that's no don't don't come at me <laughs> they wrongly attributed it to handicapped people and now we use it as a slang term. a lot of things the peanut gallery racist he gypped me racist we use terms all the time that are racist and fucked up but they don't mean that anymore and nobody cares mm-hmm. i'm saying retarded but i am sensitive enough to know when not to use it and i let it slip in front of a kid with down syndrome once Ooh. in front of his parents at work while trying to sell them shit. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, real bad. Like, yeah. real, I cried. 
if I cried, you cried. I cried. I knew, I caught it. I I cried because I was gonna say if there's somebody that could probably recover from that. No, oh, well, I, I to a small degree. So, and what had happened to fill in the story? I was uh, working a kiosk in the mall selling uh, apparel for a large chain restaurant that sells mm-hmm. guitars and shit on the wall. And anyway, so. I was at the kiosk and it was late. I was having a shitty day and I hadn't sold nothing. And this lovely British couple come up. Their son had Down syndrome and he was late teens, early twenties. So he, you know, came off with a teenager kind of vibe and we were talking and, and he had on a cool Elvis shirt. Like he had a, and I was like, you like Elvis? And I was like, I like Elvis. I mean, cool. We were talking Elvis and I was like 68 comeback special Elvis. That's where it's at. Leather. Mm, that's the Elvis. I was like, they just released it on DVD. And mom said, yeah, we'll have to pick it up when we get back home. Your DVDs don't play on our DVD player. And I went, yeah, I know that's retarded. <laughs> and I could hear it come out my mouth and it was just like hanging in midair. And I was like, I will regret this. Uh-huh. And and there was a moment I I just kept barreling. I was like, right on. That's yeah. silly how they have these ranges. You can't do that. That's, mm-hmm. well, anyway, and you could you could still feel, but yeah. they were still cool, and I was cool, and we kept barreling. And they left, and I locked the register, and I put up the be back sign, and I ran off crying. I was beat. I knew it. I was like, damn it. I was like, that kid's in the minivan crying right now. He's like, why, mommy? Why did he say? And everybody said the same thing. Everybody went, oh, they're English. They don't use it like we do. I was like, even worse, even worse. We throw it around left yeah. and right. That's even worse. No, I was like, they use fag different than we do. But if they came here and busted it out, you sure wouldn't think they mm-hmm. want a cigarette. I was like, no. And dude, I cried forever. It bothered me bad. And I was like, damn it. Lance, you've, you've told me stories that are 10 times worse than this. Like here. the credit card story, not yes. the credit card, like the debit card yes. story. <laughs> yeah. Uh, apparently, I'm a bank robber. My God. Uh, Alleged. Not a bank allegedly. Robber. Allegedly, I'm not a banker. You, 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 you tell one ATM you want money when you didn't swipe your card. It gives you money, and you're a bank robber for life. Apparently, hmm. it, it wasn't my fault. I'm walking out the gas station. I look over the ATM that I pass every day that normally says "Welcome to Cumberland Shell." Says, "How much money would you like?" Mm-hmm. And I look around, and there's nobody in the gas station. <laughs> it's got glass windows. There's nobody at the pump. There. I was like, well, I would like $100. So your presumption is that at 6.56 in the morning, it, you have one minute for the somebody walks over, you get free money. No, this well, is somebody's card. Well, you know no. So I, I was just I, – part of me is like, this will never work. And I was like, and if you go too low and it works, then you miss your opportunity. Mm-hmm. If you go too high, they're probably poor and dumb, so they just put in their card and ran away. You know? So I was like, $100. Mm-hmm. And then it said, do you want to add the fee for this ATM? And I was like, well, yeah, it's not my money. <laughs> and I hit, yes. Yeah, sure, go for it. Well, I mean, I'm in this far. I mean, uh, I'm already getting 100 bucks. What's 102.50? And so I was like, yes. And so I'm waiting for decline and laugh and tell a story. The next sound I hear is. <laughs> and I, I pick up the money up and I look around and I put it in my pocket and I hear. Pum, 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 pa-da, pum, pa-da. The Curb Your Enthusiasm theme song plays in my head, and my Larry David ass walks right out and goes, Look, this is a great story. And everybody I've ever told it to thinks I'm an asshole. Nobody's appreciated it for what it was. Because it's equivalent to, well, Your Honor, <coughs> the dummy forgot to lock their door. So I should, should be able to think go so. into their house I don't and think take, so. take whatever I, I want. See, I don't think so. I don't think so at all. I think somebody apparently, and this is one of those ATMs I've used, so I know it's not one of those that gives you a second transaction without re-swiping. I know how it works, so I'm not buying that for anybody who wants to add that to the story in the comments of anything we post about this. <laughs> but 
I am the equivalent of it's the same of walking by and you finding $100 or you finding just what could be whatever bill you want it to be when you tell it how much you want. Because I walked by an ATM that asked me a question. And the ATM said, how much money do you want? And I said, well, hello, ATM. I don't want to be rude. Let me answer your question. I want $100. And I didn't think it was going to give it to me, but it did. And so I took it. And that's how I look at it. Uh, but the, uh, the action involved. I mean, you know, I just. You got to bend over to pick up the hundred dollar bill. You find so you know. I had to push but, buttons. But What's, you didn't call a kid retarded. You just you just said the word in front of him. I did, and that keeps you up at night. But the hundred dollar okay. the the hundred dollar theft is you sleep like a baby. <laughs> yeah, that never bothered me. Old woman's because the person that who who left it is probably, probably drunk. Prob- well, and probably going to be most. like yeah, hundred. I don't remember what. <laughs> well, you never know. I've done it before. Yeah. I mean, that guy probably blow is, last night. What do we do? Nice, <laughs> so I got a hundred dollars right here. Well, I, I'm, did we go to Cumberland Shell? <laughs> oh, is that where the car? Oh, all right, that happened. Yep. So mm-hmm. I, I'd say no. You had to have run in, swiped your card, put in your pen, and went shit, and run back to the car, and never you what? No, no, mm-hmm. no, no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I sleep like a baby. Sleep like a baby. That's what counts. That's what counts. Uh, well, actually, you know what counts? Good times with good friends, man. And this has been a blast. I've enjoyed it. I, I really am so thankful for you having me. Um, I am honored to be the first, either the guy or just, hey, we can't get anybody else. I know this one guy. <laughs> it my, was neither. Who I would not have thought of, but my wife did. Uh, so no. I, it's very. I never thought you would want thank to. You, almost. Thank I never, you, Lindsay. Yeah, she gets credit for it, but I've always, I would I've, have never thought you would have wanted to, to be honest. Because most people who come want to hawk something. And so I have never invited anybody. I want to come hang out with my, my that's brother. That's what friend. I've never yeah. had anybody that to think about. And then I thought, oh, well, he might actually want to just come and hang out. That's a great idea. Yeah. And I thoroughly enjoy it and i think he's got amazing stories and a wonderful personality and i'd like to share it um and we don't have anything to plug or hawk but if anybody is interested in you after this conversation and doesn't want you to run for president mm-hmm. and and maybe be offering you a dick to suck for an ipad where can they find you how can people learn who more about you and if they want to be a snob in their particular area how can they take lessons you know my answer is uh don't waste your time okay I'm just a guy you know, I'm just, just a guy, guy? On a podcast yeah because you, you don't do instagram twitter any of that right I, i've never done instagram yeah. i have no i know, you, I know about, you did the facebook yeah and I, know I, do facebook, uh, I don't i don't know what snapchat is um i'm just i'm maybe maybe be getting a little too old but like you know uh, i'm on twitter uh but so i don't you do tweet no i follow i follow people i follow oh, uh so you're, you're a passive twitter yeah okay. yeah I, yeah i'd keep up i think with, that's fair i think yeah. that's i i've become a passive facebook guy mm-hmm um, I used to post and do things I don't much anymore um, other than shows or, you know, plugging yeah. the stuff and, you know, connection wise. And every now, once in a while, something will pop in my head. Like the other day, I had this thought that, you know, like bologna is really just a hot dog steak. Mm-hmm. And so um, and it, it's just something I thought. I was like, no, I'm not good. But there's a time when I would have posted that. My my favorite is um, Harry Potter is a normal kid that goes to normal school and just gets really high. Yeah, that, I like that. I think that's a good. Uh, I think that's a good theory. So yeah, I I could see doing the passive Twitter and apparently Terry and everybody's gonna make me start doing Twitter and Instagram. Yeah, I will follow the fuck out of you. Yeah, <laughs> apparently I don't I don't know what I'm gonna do here. I don't know. It, uh, it might help the numbers. I'm, I'm down. I'm, I'm I'm all for it. I'm again. I'm not. 
a Luddite. I'm not afraid of technology. I'm a techno-tard. I just don't know how to use it. Uh, woke up today. My beard's uh, an inch longer, and I stole 200 bucks out of an ATM. Yeah. <laughs> it's only 100. Hashtag YOLO. Make sure you turn to Deadbeat Radio tonight. <laughs> hey, I'm open about who I am. And uh, one of the things I am open about is that I love, love, love lists mm -hmm. and countdowns. You do. And things like the five to drive. Mm-hmm. And I know you are familiar yep. as the only person who will ever appreciate the origin of mm -hmm. it, because I mm -hmm. did totally rip it off. <laughs> but as somebody who I also know has a very opinionated way about them and has listened to the show, so I know you are familiar. Um, did you come with prepped? Did you, as people, I always wonder when people come, are they, like, what's he going to, will he do this? Will he do that? And I know because you can prep on the four. But on that one, you're like, are you? Yeah. Eh, eh, eh. Uh, no, I'm I'm uh, completely <laughs> blank right now. I'm in okay. your hands okay. and uh, ready to I don't, to, I don't like the brain. way you phrased that, but okay, that's fine. We uh, we're ready to go. Okay, good. Let me let me take the spectacles off because I like to write down. So as 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 anybody who uh, uh, is listening for the first time may not know, uh, this is the five to drive. The five questions I ask every guest to drive this episode home. And in my weird nerd meta fashion, the top question in the five to drive is a top five countdown. Mm -hmm. I always like to make these special to each guest. And um, what, I, what I don't like to do is I don't like to make it easy. Okay. I like to give people challenges as far as i don't want to, your best you know book or best video game or best wrestler or whatever that comes along because those are easy but every once in a blue moon i do give somebody special the list terry for example mm -hmm. my my sidekick my 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 man who makes everything happen the, again i wouldn't i would literally be in a room talking to myself if it wasn't for him <laughs> right so he is fully responsible somebody i love dearly that makes everything happen for me uh, as a filmmaker mm -hmm. And that's his love. And so I gave him the top five films. Okay. Our connection began with video games. Mm -hmm. And I know you're a lifelong diehard video game guy. Mm -hmm. you from, that's, that's your, that is probably, out of all the things you do love and do snob out on, video games is probably in your top five yeah. things you would snob yeah, out on. definitely. And so I know it's a big one for you. And so I wanted your top five all-time favorite video games. Okay. Generation, no, it was nothing. Everything, mm -hmm. top five video games. No order. Um, I know one. I can guarantee what one's going to be. <laughs> but again, I want you to have the list, the video game list. What's your top yeah. five all-time favorite? So we're going to have to start out uh, with Street Fighter. I knew that was um, coming. I knew yeah, was we're just going to cut to the chase. Uh, but as we as we said, it's... are you going to go specific? Do you have a specific? Like, are you going to go? I mean, you could just because when yeah. I say movies, I say Star Wars, and we're done. And I mean uh -huh. all. So, I, but do you have well, like you know? Uh, yeah, as unpopular as it was initially, Street Fighter Five I think is a fantastic game. But I like it. I like it. But probably Street Fighter uh, Three um, is is. Uh, I can't tell the difference for the just okay. so you know. Yeah, it's like it's like bald ones i don't yeah. know which is which like i know i like some of them better than others and when i see it i know it and uh, i know but i don't know what i don't know well, what street fighter are. 3 it, it came out and it, it did something really crazy which was ditch the one one of the the things that that series is known for is their iconic characters and they ditched them except for ryu and ken um, right. and they threw in a bunch of people that nobody knew and then they had three iterations you like and, that well, by the third iteration, they brought back the kind of course corrected and and uh, but the the pairing system, the the sprite graphics were gorgeous and hold up uh, more so than other you know Killer Instinct. You know everybody looks back if you really look at it, 
you know, it doesn't hold up like, you know. I always Kombat. preferred Street Fighter over Mortal Kombat. I know that's yeah. the big, you know, yeah. um, uh, uh, Beatles stones. Yeah. Like, that's there's, there's there's always those debates, Jello pudding. Like, there's always the big ones in, like, mm-hmm. Street Fighter Mortal Kombat. Yeah. That's, like, who you are. That defines you as a person. I'm a Street Fighter guy. Always yeah. have been. Um, I like the cartoony graphics versus the digitized from the original uh, generation, which is what I grew up with. Uh-huh. Um, I, never, I never liked the... Michael Jackson yeah. thriller dancing yeah. looking fighters. Um, I like the I like the characters better. Mm-hmm. For me, that's a big one. That's why I pick like my wrestling organization yeah. or this that. I like that. So Street Fighter always drew me better. Well, it's it's um, timeless, and that's why it's a classic. Yeah, and yeah. I like the new Mortal Kombat's. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. I just bought fifteen not too long back. I like Eleven Injustice. Is gonna be, Eleven's gonna be looks insane. good. Yeah. You know, I mean, I like that far better because it's again more cartoony, more fluid fluidity. I think mm-hmm. that's what breaks. If you go back to Street Fighter, what at the time would be two mm-hmm. or even one. I remember one for. For people that don't, you know, understand, it didn't start with two. That's not how twos work. Um, you and the Evil Dead fans can all go suck it. Nothing starts with the sequel. Yeah. yeah, that's right, bitch. Evil Dead 1 is better than Evil Dead 2, and I will put it up against anybody who says different. <laughs> Fuck that. So anyway, there is a Street Fighter 1. That's how there gets to be a two. That's how numbers work. You retard. And anyway, um, I the era I recall best is two versus Mortal Kombat 1 yeah. in the arcades. And fluidity mm-hmm. is what sells Street Fighter. Yeah. Mortal Kombat was not fluid. It was chunky. Yep. And it was groundbreaking because it was real pictures and photographs. And, and it was like, great, but they suck. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I get it. It's it's a cool technology. When you get it right, call me. Uh-huh. And so now it's they've, they've morphed into a much more fluid, great product. I still prefer Street Fighter. I like the story and characters better. But I will play the shit out of like 11 when it comes out. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I can't. But I knew that, that would be on your list. I knew it was like yeah. Street Fighter. I knew that. But I wondered if you had a a one that's the one yeah third three. strike you said three okay. yeah three third strikes what's so. up with the two plus this plus that plus why don't they just make on to three and a four? why aren't we up to like 11 now well because it, and this is common in in most video games expansion it's a, it's a it, it was an expansion pack before their expansion packs they took the base game they put in some extra stuff they could sell it out to the arcades who wanted to, to bring people it's back? Pretty valid. And, I never thought yeah. about it. That's pretty yeah. valid. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Judge has points for that. Okay. So go okay. ahead. All, All right. right. So that we knew that was kick. What else you got? Um, I know you're not going to know my other one, uh, so I'll save that till later. But okay. like, uh, you know, and it's it's very recent. But uh, the newest God of War is Ooh. something that um, is is phenomenal. Uh, I was sad to see the main weapon go, the shades, the blades of chaos, and they the the, yeah, the, the, axe, the axe is cool. The axe is awesome, and um, the but the uh, the journey, and then the uh, honestly the the adventure, the journey between it with the father, the son, and the fact that, and this goes back to um, uh, <coughs> some of my favorite uh, films and movies uh, is essentially the game is one take. There's no cuts. In the game for the most You know what I think about it, but you're right. Yeah. I've seen more and more of that. Um, again, I'm a big fan of the Uncharted series, They, uh, which you introduced me mm-hmm. to. Um, the... Um, uh, 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 they have cutscenes, but there is a a closing of the gap in that where there's moments where you're like, oh, yeah. oh shit, I'm still playing. Oh yeah. damn, where it'll take over for just a few split seconds. Mm-hmm. But you're right, the God of War is all that way. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I never thought about that, but it is all at best. It's somebody speaking while you stop. Mm-hmm. 
You know, that's like the most you get, and you're like, all right, shit, let's go. Well, right, Motherfucker, it's on! There's a scene where they're on this, it's not an elevator, but it's a, a lift up, and, and it's just this quiet moment, and uh, they've kind of lifted a few, some loot and everything, and Kratos, you know, goes to the sun, and just kind of says, you know, hey, you've, you've earned a drink, and they have a, a drink. And it kind of reminded me of uh, this time with my dad I, I mentioned where, yeah. Yeah, you know, so it's just, it, it was a, it was a, uh, that's one a of cool, my favorites. That's cool, man. Yeah, so... Uh, uh, moving along, three more, you know, and, and I, you're right. Uh, Uncharted 2 is on there. You and I have talked about that a lot. To me, is one of the best paced video games ever. Uh, fantastic oh, yeah. story. But that, that is, um, something I would point to, uh, is, is an un, unfor, unmissable game as far as storytelling goes. And, uh, I don't think the first or third or fourth lived up to it. You and I have debated that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, 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 I've said it before, like before four came out, because you introduced me to them, and I absolutely love them. And actually, they also made my list. They're on; mm-hmm. they were on my list as well. Um, I, I when it came out, I looked at it as a Star Wars nerd. Like I look at Empire Strikes Back versus. To me, I'm a fan of New Hope. That's my favorite mm-hmm. of the original Star Wars. But for me, three was my favorite. But I looked at it the same way. I go, look, I know two is the best, mm-hmm. but I still like this one. Yeah. I know Boondock Saints yeah. is your. I know Lockstock Two Smoking Barrels is the better movie. Yeah. I still like Boondock Saints. Well, uh-huh. that's a fair thing. Well, for me, I know Two is the best made of the Uncharted. Although mm-hmm. I think I think Four may be my vote for best made now. But at the time, Two was the best, but Three was still my favorite. Yeah, yeah. So that was still my favorite. So but, I got uh, two more. Choice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, again, you got your uh, Street Fighter Three, your God of War, your uh, Uncharted Two. So. Yeah, so um, I, I have to, in a similar vein, throw it out to Last of Us, uh, uh, just good. because there there are parts of Last of Us that I will never forget. I, I'm convinced oh, that so in in 30 years, I'll I'll still remember specific moments. You excited and, about two? Definitely. Yeah. What's uh, what's our ETA on that? Uh, there's no official, but I'm saying fall still this year. Not? Okay. Pretty. I'm pretty solid on fall. So sure. yeah. Um, you know, and if you haven't played it, it's dirt cheap. It's under twenty oh, yeah. bucks. It's oh, yeah. and it's it's one of the games that you play for the first fifteen minutes. It's, it's probably one of the I, I would argue the best opening to a game ever. And yeah, that'd be hard to fight. Made me cry in fifteen oh, minutes. Oh yeah, that'd yeah. be hard to fight. So, uh, I couldn't I couldn't argue with that. Um, and then I'll round it out. My favorite game of last year that I would I would include in my top five happily is Dead Cells. Um, okay, I haven't played it, but I've heard I've heard good stuff. About God damn, this game uh, is brilliant. It's moment to moment gameplay. It's uh, it's a loot grind. It, 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 there's some Diablo in it where it just never stops. Uh, really? But it's a side scroller, uh, beat 'em up, hack and slash, and it just is. Uh, every time you, re- it's like it's basically like what Castlevania should have evolved into. If you like Castlevania, mm. this is what if they. I played the originals back on Nintendo, and I tried one of the new 3D ones, and I couldn't get into yeah. it. But but, uh, but they fucked it up. But then this is what would have come from them. I'm convinced it, hmm. it takes the dark uh, demon souls uh, stuff, and that's not a series I'm a fan of. No. But it takes the things I would like from it and puts it in a package that, while challenging, is not throw your controller challenging. And um, I I played it I too much do. on my uh, I, I play it I, pl- I play it nonstop. It never ends. So that's, oh, that's actually funny. Uh, real quick on a side note, before I remember when the uh, last Dark Souls came out. 
I guess not the last. Yeah, it might have been three. Um, and it came out. And I laughingly told you, I was like, you just wait. I'm going to sell a controller as an upgrade for a game. <laughs> and it happened. The guy came in. He was like, hey, I'm here to pick up my pre-order for Dark Souls. And I was like, cool, man. Hey, bro, by the way, uh, you put fan of the Dark Souls series? And he was like, yeah. Which are, for people that aren't in context here, we'll put this. Dark Souls. And I don't think this is, is, is any hyperbole. The Dark Souls series is considered to be, by many, the hardest video games in video game history. Yeah. That's not hyperbole. That's just that's a and again you can disagree, but they're in contention no matter who you are for the hardest series, the, the just hardest control controller throwing stereotypes. So this guy comes in, he picks up his pre order, and I was like, Hey man, don't forget you made your plant souls. You may want to pick up a new controller because you know you're gonna throw your one you got at home and bust that. So while you're here, man, you may just want to go pick that up. Up sale of the fucking year. <laughs> and dude was like, No, you're right, man. Yeah, let me get that one behind you. That's cool. That's a good point. Yeah. yeah, he was Genius. uh he knew. He was like uh yeah, you're right. <laughs> and I've been betting people coming up when the series came out. I was like, well, you just wait. I'm going to do it. Yeah. I'm going to do it game day. I, I, so I, I, I Babe Ruth it. I pointed it to the ballpark. I was yeah, like, yeah. I'm going to bat this shit right out. Right out watch, you watch it happen. <laughs> but it's just one of those things. Sales is something I'm good at. So it was, it was fun to be like, ha So I haven't, Dead Sales, I haven't played that one. Um, uh, but I'll check it out. I've heard a lot of hype about it. 30 bucks and, so, and it never stops. You're okay. Gonna, yeah. I'll check that it. out. That's so good. my list, I, I didn't know what to do. I kept it uh, kind of a little everywhere. Um, I, I went back to my classics. Again, I'm an old school guy. Contra. Yep. Fucking love it. Mm-hmm. Probably mm-hmm. one of my, and again, the, the original, I have put more love and just time. What's and the code? Up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, BA, select star. Everybody knows that, right? So, I mean, like, it's just one of those things. I've tried it even on some other games. I learned it was yeah. good for other yeah. stuff, too. But I love it. The original it's, was absolutely my favorite. It's actually really good for eating pussy. Really? Yeah. I've heard that. I, I haven't done it. Um, uh, Skyrim. I I love, love, love Skyrim. I got introduced to it after working again in video games, being out. So I didn't catch it when it was fresh. I was one of those like I introduced to far later because I missed a whole generation. Uh, my gaming stops at the PlayStation 2 and doesn't pick up later till again I started working in the business with the era of the PS4 Xbox One. So I missed the Wii PS3 Xbox the mm-hmm. 360 generation. Mm-hmm. I got a 360 in that time for cheap and started catching up on things. And then um I caught one of the things I caught up on was Skyrim. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. It was like the first time I saw titties. It was just like <laughs> wow. Because uh-huh. I'm an old D&D head, and I, again, I'd missed this generation of video games, so I didn't know what they could do. I wasn't capable of understanding what they, they were to, to offer. And being a Dungeons & Dragons fan, this game felt like the greatest game of Dungeons & Dragons I've ever played. I could do everything. That apple, fuck it, I'll take it. That chicken, fuck it, I'll kill it. You got something to say about the chicken? Fuck it, I'll kill you. Mm-hmm. I will steal shit. I will sneak shit. I'll, and I just, I, I loved it. I was just mesmerized. Mm-hmm. And so have put more hours into that probably it, it may be close second to contra i just absolutely loved it so yeah. and i i like that genre as a whole and then this one is a is a, is directly uh, uh uh one of the things i know you've heard me talk about before i know i talk about on the show um uh, a complete underrated masterpiece hogs of war yeah it is the greatest i will put it in contention for the greatest game of all time and nobody's ever heard of it and it pisses me off it is amazing it is it is a a a a turn-based uh uh i don't know it plays more like a a board game 
That's the best way I can describe it. And you can play up to four players, but it plays more like a board game. It's set in World War II. It's played with anamorphic pigs. And they you, you pick an army, and they have an accent, and they have their little uniforms, and they all have puns like the sauerkrauts and and like the the uncle hams trot you know it's 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 bad but anyway it's funny and it's over the top and the pigs have little voices and personalities and uh uh you you go one at a time and you have basically a hit point and you have a shot clock yeah you got fucking 30 seconds to do whatever you can do you got 30 and each pig has like a specialty so you have certain with bazookas and you can even make your team you're like all right let me get a bazooka guy all right let me get a mine guy all right that oh that guy's got dynamite fuck yeah and you got 30 seconds walk up light a stick and walk you get stuck by him boom dynamite you kill yourself so it's a fun party game Mm -hmm. because it's hilarious and when the pigs blow up they make the the shot clock stops and you have almost a cutscene and the narrator who is Rick Myale from uh, the Young Ones and uh, Drop Dead Fred. Um, okay. Have you seen Drop Dead Fred? Yeah. Okay, he's the narrator. Okay. So the whole time he's constantly yelling at <laughs> Do you know what you're doing? So the it's it's just a brilliant game mm-hmm. and no matter who it's one of those like again in twenties stoned in my apartment people would come over and be like What are you doing? Yeah playing Hongs of War. <laughs> you want to play? Yeah. I didn't know how to play. It's not hard. And then the, you fall in love and love it. Yeah. And it's it should be remastered for every con. It's brilliant. And mm. nobody can find it anywhere and I'm so mad. But I love it. But the last two on the list I saved because they are specifically things you suggested for me. I know one. Um, which will be? Far Cry. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Um, I specifically put Far Cry 3 on the list. Uh, five is my favorite but three is special mm-hmm. because again, I never played a game like that because I missed that generation. Yeah. You and so I was like, "Here, play this." And I was like, "I don't like shooters. I don't, yeah. I don't like shooters." <laughs> they play it. And I was like, "Oh my, I don't like shooters." Mm-hmm. And I loved it. The story, the it, and I, I absolutely love the series. I need to get the new one. I, is it out yet already? Yeah. yeah, last week. Any any good reviews so far? Or anything? Good for thirty nine dollars. It's worth it. It's worth. Playing. It's just a DLC. Yeah, I know. it's uh, it's 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 Blood Dragon all over. It's gonna be better than Primal. So. <laughs> uh, that's not hard to do. Yeah, Primal is terrible. Yeah, Primal not, not as good as Doom. Uh, I, you know, I'm not. I'm not there. Um, and my last one was Uncharted Three. Yeah. I absolutely love it. I, again, I love Uncharted. I think Four is probably my favorite. But I just remember at that time, Three was so good, and I fell in love with the mm-hmm. characters. Um, I, so I, I think they're a fantastic series, and like I said, they they directly um, link me to you in a mm-hmm. very special way, and so I love those games. I absolutely am a huge fan of the Far Cry and Uncharted Charted series. So well, thank you. No, big fan, big fan. I I, uh, um, I just had never encountered a game like that before. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was just one of those things that wasn't my generation of game. The closest I guess I'd ever came was early PS2 Grand Theft Autos. Yeah, where you're like, I can go anywhere. Okay, this wow, it's crazy. Yeah. And uh, I just had never encountered anything like that. Mm-hmm. And so, and I do love the Grand Theft Auto series. I think they're a lot of fun. I wish they'd release a new one. I know we're never going to happen, but I no, wish. it's it's. But that the reason you like it is because it takes forever. The the yeah. quality of the detail, it's worth it. Um, it is it Red is. Dead. You know, it's that's what again. I remember being there. People <sighs> were like, God, they pushed it back. Do you want it to yeah. suck? I mean, like honestly, yeah. like just give them a minute. Like, come on, what are you doing? Yeah. Well, I, it's almost that Louis C.K. bit about, you know, like, just give it a second. Yeah. Like, I fucking hate Verizon. You know, it's like, <laughs> fucking they're pushing it back. Really? Why don't you go pitch in? You got some developer knowledge? Go go, go give them a hand. They can probably mm-hmm. use your expertise. Yeah, there's or, plenty to keep you busy until... Yeah, until here, fucking play this again. Yeah. You know, we're here, try something new. <gasps> oh, what a shock. <laughs> try something outside your genre. Uh-huh. 
you know i did and i like it so good. but good list good list so um you know the next one also we love stables we love uh i know you're not a wrestling fan so stables not your fan but super group super super team up we like the okay uh, we prefer the, the x-men over the single hero yeah right? yeah and uh so the fantastic four would be your comic book reference probably the best you're going to get mm-hmm. we like the four horsemen reference but you're not a wrestling fan you're not going to get it so i won't use it so you have one night to create your own personal fantastic four okay Three living celebrities. Who do you choose? Shit. So I thought I got four. So no, three. you're four, oh, dumbass. Okay. Why does everybody do that? You're, <laughs> you're four. You're part of the team. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Way to go, Ben Graham. You're on the team. So so I understand. Is this people I want to spend time with, or are we going to go? Just got one night to hang out, do whatever the fuck you want to okay. do. Um, last uh, episode, DC Cunningham, not to spoil his, but hopefully by the time this comes out, you'll have heard that one. Uh, he basically fucking made a band. He was like, okay. I got these three musicians. Oh, yeah, We've right. had everything from rappers to politicians to porn stars mm-hmm. to, to wrestlers. So it's whatever you got one night. Who's your dream? Like hangover, whatever you want to do, right? Your fantastic four, your four horsemen. So, you know, my thing is, uh, I'm not a party guy. I okay. don't go to parties. Right. Uh, I go to dinner. You okay. know, I, want, I want a conversation. Excellent. And, Excellent. Uh, number one, uh, straight off the bat is Steve Carell. Okay. Who, who Good, choice. Admire, um, Good choice. I think is the most genuine actor living. Okay. And I just admire to death. Uh, outside of other things, aside he from the office, worked but. for Bojangles Chicken. That goes a long way for me. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think it's Bojangles. Some local chicken place he used to do commercials for. Okay. Have you ever seen that? No. Yeah, it's bad. It's like he's in a hat and he comes out as a manager. Here at Blah 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 Chicken, yeah. we've got the best deals around. Yeah, it's bad, but okay. uh, he is awesome. I I do love Steve Carell. So good choice there. Um. So the the other, uh, and I'm. I knew I'd blank eventually while put on the spot. Um, Everybody does somewhere. It's all good. Yeah. So uh, I'll come back to it. Um, you know, so a lot of people probably don't know Oliver Platt. Oh, I love Oliver oh, Platt. Yeah. yeah. I would yeah. love. Like, Ready to Rumble? Are you kidding me? Oh, yeah. yes. Yeah. Jimmy the King. <laughs> Jimmy the King. I will crown you. <laughs> now, again, I know you're not a wrestling fan, but if you're an Oliver Platt fan, have you seen Ready to Rumble? Yeah. Okay. Do you yeah. like it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I love almost everything. Thank you. Either. Thank yes. you. So I, my wife and I have had this fight for years over <laughs> Detroit Rock City. Are you Ooh. familiar? Yeah, I love that movie. I do, too. She loathes Kiss. Okay. And so it's always like, I hate Kiss. And it's like, it's not about Kiss, you dumbass. Yeah. It's about fans. You don't have to appreciate wrestling to appreciate watching fans go berserk over the things they love. Hence, a non-wrestling fan watching Ready to Rumble. Versus, again, her giving Detroit Rock City a shot because it's a brilliant teen comedy romp. <laughs> so, I'm sorry, I just... I forgot. I was trying to look up. I was trying to look up. <laughs> Oliver Platt. No, no, Rumble. no. I know who Oliver Platt is. He's going to be in my my Fantastic Four. Oh, oh, you're um, looking your other person up. Wow. Oh, Again, yeah. another first. Yeah. Nobody's okay. ever looked for. Nobody's ever called, phoned a friend. You're the first one to ever pull out. <laughs> I did. Yeah. I nobody's did. ever oh, done. So another first. And and if you know me, I you'll know how embarrassed I am uh, about forgetting his name. But uh, one of my all time favorite actors is Walton Goggins. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So if you're Goggins, familiar with yeah. the uh, yeah. the Shield or Vice yeah, Principals, yeah, yeah. Uh, see, I haven't got a chance to watch Vice Principals. Um, what. Uh, justified was he on justified yes, justified yeah, is probably is. my favorite role of his i know he was on um the biker show i never watched it the Sons of anarchy. anarchy yeah uh, i, I didn't see that shit, house no. of a thousand corpses right uh yeah he's the yeah. cop in house yeah, of a thousand yeah, corpses cop- yeah, yeah 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 most recently ant-man 2 uh was, see i haven't seen that one oh, yeah yet. it's on right, netflix yeah. i know yeah. i can but i haven't and i i think he's brilliant i i, I absolutely love do you know what he reminds me of actually he reminds me of uh 
Slim Pickens from not Slim Pickens, but um, uh, Blazing Saddles. You've seen Blazing Saddles? No. You can't be alone. You've no. never seen what the fuck. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So anyway, Terry, you have seen Blazing Saddles. Uh, yes, I have. Okay. Um, Slim Pickens, right hand man. What in the wild, wild world is uh, sports? He reminds me of that guy. Oh, okay. I can't yeah, think yeah. his name, but there's a, a sidekick in um, Blazing Saddles, and he's he could be Walt Goggins' dad. Yeah. It's generational. It's okay. just one of those things. He, he reminds me a lot, and he's very funny, and you should see Blazing Saddles. It's brilliant, and it's racist, and it's, <laughs> it's, it's timeless, and it's a comedic genius. Well, speaking of racist, like uh, what struck me when uh, um, we he was in well, – well, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't bring this on, people. I no, didn't, no, he's no. the one that said, "Speaking of racism, just for, no. well, uh, you've seen Hateful Eight. Uh, I've not. I've not yet, but it looks uh, really good. That's the the western, right? Yeah, no, and, I haven't. Which you you should be on your list, and he's in it in this uh, amazing role. He, he he is in Hateful Eight. Um, and I'm going to stop you just for one second. But I, I I just am so mad at myself. Why didn't we put Kurt Russell? On list of favorite facial hairs, non-bearding. <laughs> Kurt Russell has an amazing facial hair. Right. So that's really all I know about Hateful Eight is Kurt Russell has a beautiful beard stash, and he destroys like some billion-thousand-dollar guitar oh, in yes. the movie. Uh-huh. Um, so I didn't know Walt Goggins was in it. Um, yeah. I'm assuming he's a cowboy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, what's his role in it? Because I didn't know he was even in it. Well, uh, you know, so we... Spoilers, why not? Um, yeah, it's, it's been out for years. You've had yeah. your fucking chance. I, I was hoping it would be exactly what his uh, character turned out would be his career because he's this background character. He's just one of these side characters. And he's, you know, the, it's just this showdown getting snowed into this uh, cabin. And this, you know, it's the dialogue that Quentin Tarantino's uh, popular for. But in the end, it's it's he, he's basically one of the two people that are are walking out almost the hero of the movie, and so you're he's in the background, and that by the end you're focusing in on him. And I was hoping, hey, big Quentin Tarantino movie comes out. Here's my favorite one of my favorite actors. He's going to blow up, and I mean he may not want that. I, I don't know. I think he has every uh, all the skill to do it. I think he's entertaining and and uh, just fantastic and whatever. But it, I, it I like him. He's got this snappy kind of almost sarcastic like in a tommy lee jones kind of he's just got this every time i've ever seen anything he's always like what are you talking about yeah and i i love that kind of um um attitude so that's great did you did you watch vice principles no not yet and you know it's he's one of your boys Uh, danny mcbride i love danny mcbride McBride. nobody's put him on a list yet that would be he's a good Mm, one so we got walt goggins we got steve carell and Oliver Platt. And Oliver Platt. Yeah. That's a, excellent. That's a good posse. Yeah, for sure. That's classy. That's yeah. fun. That'd be fun. It's a good one. <laughs> All right. So, again, I know you love the best of the best, and you, you love what you love, but what are you, what are you a little embarrassed to love? What's your guilty pleasure? What do, you, what do you love that you know you shouldn't love? Okay, I'm glad you, you said that, because this is not necessarily a guilty pleasure. Yeah. Um, that thing you should be embarrassed to say. No, I'm proud to say it. Okay. But uh, I am too, I, but I have no shame. I love throwing shit away, and you know oh. that, that is my biggest guilty pleasure. It's I take joy and just son of a. It is. Dude. You know that. Yes. No. How did I? I could have. <laughs> I had it. I not know that's coming. He is a reverse hoarder. Yeah. Hmm. Minimalism. Um, from ironically from somebody that's uh, consumed by buying a bunch of shit. I love throwing away shit too. I I cannot tell you, dude. It, it is is ridiculous. We have had this fight for so long. Like, and and now, in all fairness, you have to admit there have been times where it would. Where is this? They said they sent it. It was in the box. Where is this? Where is this? Did you throw it away? No, no I didn't. I'll go. I'll go look in the dumpster. Yeah, it happened. <laughs> happened maybe twice. Yeah, I'm not saying it was happening all the time, but it never <laughs> failed. You would set something down. Hey, where did I threw it away? I would. But, 
Nope, I know you did. Hey. Um, my so so basically, uh, we we were selling some stuff at home, um, and I remember my wife wanted to sell. We had a baby gate. We we don't have any kids, but we had cats that so we want to keep separated. So we bought a a baby gate, okay. and she wanted to sell it on on Facebook for like twenty bucks. And I said, uh, you know, I. I'll give you twenty bucks just so I can throw it away. Let's, let's not even deal with this. <laughs> and so she uh, that checks out one hundred percent. I can see that. That isn't that is yes. Tried to throw it away. She said no. So um, she she uh, went to uh, sell it. So I made a fake uh, Facebook user profile and arranged to oh, meet no. her in town to buy it. Gave her twenty bucks so I can throw it away. <laughs> so Stop. Uh, Stop. sometimes it's more of the the, the principle. Despite let me recap that. Yeah, your wife. I wanted to sell a chair. And no, she no, wanted, a, a baby gate. Baby gate, baby gate. Sorry. She wanted to sell a baby gate for 20 bucks. See, it's it's baby gate, like water gate. Baby <laughs> gate. It's good. It's baby gate. It's good. I think it should be called trash gate. <laughs> so she wanted to sell a baby gate for 20 bucks. <laughs> you offered her 20 bucks just to let you throw it away. Yep. She said, no, I'm going to sell it anyway. And so she put it on Craigslist or Facebook Marketplace. Facebook Marketplace. You then made a fake profile, set up a moment to meet her, mm-hmm. presented her at the moment, purchased it, and threw it away in front of her. Yep. Please. Because I said, you can either list it. Terry, buy that story for him right now and film it. <laughs> buy that story. You, that can, is- you can list it. <laughs> it's the second time ever I've made Lance laugh, ever. <laughs> in, in three years. <laughs> <laughs> that is the pina colada song all over again <laughs> so i waited with high hopes boom, as you walked in the place <laughs> and i knew in a moment by the smile of it's the pina colada do you real have you ever occurred to you that that's what you did you pina colada her no but do you know how i convinced her to <laughs> to give me the money is because what I said Would you was, report her? Were you going to report her? I showed up to give her she wouldn't <laughs> bad feedback. You're going to report her. Bad, bad Facebook rating. There are two... There, <laughs> if you don't sell it to me, there are two different types of people that are going to show up the next time you try to sell this. Okay. One is somebody that's going to try to kill you. And if it's not that, I guarantee you it will be me again. <laughs> so <laughs> let's just finish this. Film this, Terry. This is this is fucking <laughs> it's, Hollywood gold. It's a great skit. It is great. It's brilliant. <laughs> yeah. It is brilliant. Buy this story right now. I may tell it on stage and pretend I did it. It is brilliant. That's the fucking Pina Colada song, which I argue all the time is one of the greatest songs ever written because that is a brilliant story. I know you make fun of it all the time because it's a cheeseball classic and it's in my guilty pleasure, but have you ever stopped to listen to the story? Yeah. It's yeah. brilliant. It's br- And you did it. That is genius, genius. Well, oh and that God. is uh, we've known each other for how long? Four or five years. Four and or five years I, almost. The the second time I've made you laugh in four or five years. What was number one? I um, this, but I can't think of what it was as you had said. Yeah, super briefly. Uh, it's like my my wife was like uh, she told me when we started dating um, that she would have either like a seizures and warned yes. me to watch for that. And that uh, I said, and, and we were listening to a, a Risk podcast about somebody, and I, and I said, pause it. I was like, it's been ten years, and I've and, and I've never seen you have a seizure. What's up with that? She's like, well, actually, you know, I'm I'm really calm around you and relaxed, and you don't, you know, like she grew up in kind of a tough environment. Her parents were really hard on her, and and it was it was a bad situation, and so that made her very stressed out. And I and I looked at her, I said, 
challenge accepted. I'm going to make this happen. <laughs> and I just lost it. I remember that now. I was like, challenge accepted. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> Too dark, but uh, the Pina Colada Baby Gate. That's brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant. Maybe the <laughs> title of the... Uh, Wow. I yeah. don't I don't even know if you get to leave a legacy. That's a pretty big one to leave. It's the title of the show. That's what you guys were looking for, right? <sighs> Pina Colada Baby Gate. Yeah, yeah that's that's, that's, a, yeah, gonna, that's brilliant. Pina Colada Baby Gate. That is yeah. brilliant. Um I'm not I'm not sure what, what kind of serious drop you can take in that, but this is where we tend to take a serious tone as we come around the final bin and we, we take a moment. So you've You've catfished your wife for the last time to throw away things. Mm-hmm. You no longer have anything else left on this mortal coil to trash. The last bit of trash is you, and you're taken out. What do you want written on your tombstone? What would you like your legacy to be? Oh, uh, wow. Because um, there's several, uh, but I have to pick one. Yeah. Uh, think about what you put out into the world and make it a better place. I like that. Not mine, but it's it's very inspiring to me. I like that. Yeah. I like that. Uh, Jeff Kanata, um, who's somebody I look up to. His others, Actually, his other one would have been number two, which was I Love Loving Things. But um, I love loving things. Now, who is, who is this? Jeff Kanata is somebody that uh, I would say probably did the first video podcast I ever uh, got into, and he, he reviews uh, movies and, and video games and comics, and uh, somebody that is, I think... I think you saw showed him to me on TV. You have a picture with him. Did you meet him at a conference? No, he was looks he like on TV I, once, and you were like, "That's him." He could play Nathan him. Drake. He could play Nathan Drake. Mm. He looks like he looks like Nathan Drake, kind okay. of. Yeah, better than Nathan Fillion because he's too old. There, yeah, so Nathan, he's, he is younger. Nathan Fillion was good. I don't care what you say, but he was too old by the time they did that. Mm. They don't need that. What they need is Chris Pratt. He will nail it. Just give it to Chris Pratt. Put Harrison Ford that's as why, Sully. That's why I don't take you seriously when you say Uncharted 3 is better. Than, that, that you no, like it better no, than Uncharted 2. I, you don't know Uncharted. Nathan Fillion is perfect. Don't get me wrong, but he's just too old. He is. He nails it. Again, Firefly era Nathan Fillion would have nailed it, but he's yeah. just too old now. So the best way to go instead of that is Chris Pratt as Nathan Drake, Harrison Ford as Sully. Little salute to the uh, source material. That's brilliant. That's great. Yeah. It nails it. it yeah. nails, it's perfect. I don't know. I yeah. think... Uh, but uh, yeah, Jeff Kanata, um, worth looking into. Okay. Uh, I follow him. He's, he's just uh, somebody I really respect. If he says something's good, I I uh, I go, and that's what I try to do myself. So. so he's like the head vampire to snobs. Yes, is that how it works? <laughs> so if we kill him, do you all back go go to a fuck it level of yeah? I'll take that. I'll drink a Budweiser. I mean, like you know, like is that how it no, works? There's, there's sure. No I'll have a T bone from Waffle House. Make me, uh, no, drink Budweiser. Uh, yeah, look, let me get a Bud and a T bone from Waffle House. Uh, that's not gonna happen. Yeah. Okay. No. All right. Well, so I'm sure it's not having a T bone at the Waffle House, but when you have nowhere else, you have to be. Mm-hmm. You only have to be where you want to be. Mm-hmm. Where's your happy place? My happy <coughs> place in the moment uh, would be uh, surrounded by uh, two people who are extremely important to me. Um, my wife, uh, Melinda, who is more supportive than I have any right to. to and uh, Wonderful, best, wonderful human being. She's fantastic. Love her to death. She, she is amazing. Big shout out to her if she listens. She, and I know she does. A wonderful, wonderful person. Love her to death. She is, she is amazing. I don't know how I, she puts I, up with you. She's a saint. There's lots, no way in lots of patience. I couldn't, I no couldn't, way I couldn't put up with me Saint. either. So Saint. Uh, and then uh, my best friend Candace, um, we would be at Wicked Weed in uh, Asheville. Nice. Um, that is 
that is just uh i actually said one time i think maybe the second to last time i was there that <coughs> if i found out i had uh cancer i would cash out everything i would uh get a, a hotel room down the street for two weeks and i would just go broke at wicked weed uh brussels sprouts beer um, a little leaving las vegas there is that what we're doing yeah, yeah. Leave I, like, like I would just eat myself, drink myself to death. Okay. And I know uh, that reminds me too. Don't forget next week, uh, and anybody listening, this will probably be out by then. No worries. But if not, Saturday the twenty third, I believe they're at second twenty second, February twenty third. Uh, I'll be at uh, Gypsy Cider in Kingsport, which I'm very excited yeah, about. Yeah, so I can't wait. Me too. That'll be fun. I was actually I went on the stage for the first time in months last night. I had not. I've not been. I've been on a sabbatical. I have not touched the stage in months, mm-hmm. and I got a last minute call. Hey, can you do the show tonight? Deadbeats roll out. Freebird rule because we had a deadbeat drop out yeah. of the show. So I was like, I'm in. Deadbeat, right? Freebird rule. I'm yeah. tagging in. And I did a show. I was terrified. I had to do 25 minutes. I wasn't prepared. 25 minutes? <sighs> yeah. Yeah. On the fly with no preparation. Haven't pre- I'm rusty. I was like, oh, shit. And I, I actually went great. Went great. I, it was a great. blast. Great. I run the light just perfect. So I hadn't lost that. Crowd was good. A little noisy in the back, but it happens. Um, I'm loud. I can take care of it. Um, did, didn't have a lot of nukes. I've not been riding much. I'm kind of a turd. But I did something on the fly. I did two pieces completely on the fly. I sang the Blazing Saddles theme song on stage just mm-hmm. for a random thing. Uh, but uh, no, it was, uh, it was a really good time. Had Great. a lot of fun. But I can't wait for Gypsy Cider. It'll be a lot of fun. So but, I'm uh, not plugging anything, but go for it. <laughs> <coughs> no, 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 no. I just, I, I knew yeah. you were a big fan. You were talking about Wicked Weed. So uh, yeah. uh, I do want to remind you that that's coming up. But uh, that's a great happy place, man. Yeah. But that's where you'd want to be, hanging good out people, with Wicked Weed. Yeah. I, I've tried your uh, Wicked Weed. I've, I've, I've never, I've had some of their beer, but I've mm-hmm. never been there. I know you love it. And again, that's two I should have guessed your guilty pleasure in Wicked Weed. Mm-hmm. Definitely, because that's your happy place. That's if you got nowhere else to be. The the times that's, where you and I've been together and I've been the most stressed out. It was the thing that go. got me through. Really was I will be, I I don't know if it's today, tomorrow, or, or sometime this week. I'm going to be at Wicked Weed and it's going to be okay. Yeah, yeah. I should yeah. again that and throwing stuff away. I, I'm real mad at myself. I should have guessed those yeah. two. The top five, I usually can guess what's on those. Yeah. Um. But the 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 the, the four horsemen always throws me. People pull out some crazies. I, I that's what I enjoy. I like the top fives because we trade them and I kind of expect some. And you hit me with some left, you know, turns. I'm like, oh shit. Uh. But the three always get me when you're picking your celebrities. Yeah. Guilty pleasures are fun. I think that's a nerd out thing. Mm-hmm. I love learning that the the legacies are always a, a really nice real moment again we bring it down but the happy place tends to always be something that um i am unexpected with people pick you know some people you don't expect to be like at home on the couch yeah i was like you really but um i should have guessed yours i should have guessed wicked <laughs> weed dude thanks for being here man yeah absolutely like uh this you're welcome is- back anytime I, I'll take you up on it um, if it's if that's genuine and one hundred percent I don't invite without you know what I'll say is that on you know you said something I think earlier was like on paper but on paper you and I should not be friends Mm-mm, no we have next to nothing in common aside from video games except like Pumbaa and Timon except we're both passionate about what we do and what we that's create true. and what we build and and uh, I all I can tell you is is that. Um, I've seen you at your best. I've seen you at sometimes of your worst. Oh yeah. Um, I can tell you that you were made to do this like this <laughs> ever you. since I started listening to the podcast. This is for you. Thank you. Um, you know, I've I've always said at least to your wife that I'm funnier than you are. So and she would agree. She's not a big fan. <laughs> That's been like, always I'm my not, favorite. Yeah, she's not a big fan. No, she's great. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't be in her top five comics. I'll is, be honest with is you. She is she going to Gypsy Circus? I don't know. I'll I'll, I'll tell tell her. Tell her she's coming. on the fence. I'll be there. Okay, I'll make her cool. laugh. So. I will. Uh, but. 
but yes, I'm not. I wouldn't make her top five if I yeah. made her put her in the hot seat. Mm-hmm. She did get to come on last week or two weeks ago and, and mm-hmm. sitting on an episode yeah. and have fun. And she wanted to check it out. I think she mainly thinks we're just getting like blowjobs under the table, and she had a moment sure for herself. That's that's why. Uh, yeah. <laughs> now I was like, no, that doesn't happen. I mean, like yeah. if you want to start that while you're here, that's yeah. up to you. But I'm not gonna. Uh, but but, the, but uh, you were you were born to do this. And thank this you. Is, this I love is doing it. Perfect for you. It's right up your alley, and I'm I'm really 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 uh, I'm I'm. I'm impressed. I had Thank high you. expectations, and you you exceeded it. And I'm a big fan. Well, I do appreciate it. Um, I always I, I try to be thankful and respectful for that because I, I realize that um, I, I, nobody has to be at a show. If you come to a comedy show, you chose to be there. You didn't stumble in. I mean, sometimes you just came for a beer and it happened yeah. to be a comedy show. But all in all, you left your house to be there. Mm. Um, and, and so it's like, hey, man, thank you. Um, you stop me in the street and go, hey, cool beard. Hey, thank you. You you take a moment to come on and you tell me you enjoy being in my home here. Well, it's not my home, but my metaphorical home on my show. And you tell me that you enjoyed it. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, that's 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 just how I am. Um, I like to be appreciative. Again, I, I, I'm so glad of all the people who do listen um i'm thankful for terry to be here and wonderful guests so you've been great thank you and um, I, I also appreciate terry i felt very comfortable walking yeah. through i was a little nervous but no no nah, nah, yeah. it's easy peasy no I, all, I don't understand the whole we i have to take my clothes off to do this it's uh, really uncomfortable uh, bridget, well, yeah. bridget started it on another show yeah. and we were just like if you want i mean we tell people that options available <laughs> you know i mean like hey can i bring a beer you can bring a beer you don't have to you can take a shirt off you don't have to like yeah, we just yeah. we're open-minded no, i was told i had we're, to like, oh well, really no no <laughs> you don't have to you can i misheard you yeah no no no. So that may have been before you put your headphones on but you, yeah, you don't have to right. we again we're unfiltered unbiased unnecessary you can do what you if is it unnecessary do it we don't care okay. we're not gonna filter that and we're not gonna bias you against your decision to do so, so next time i'll just keep my clothes on yeah. if you want that's up to you yeah it's a good episode regardless uh, yeah i think so i think it's been a blast and I, i've had a blast it's an awesome uh thing to be able to do this because uh, i couldn't do it without you a crowd without a comic is still a crowd but a comic without a crowd is just a narcissistic asshole with a microphone thank you for being here with us on deadbeat radio it's been my pleasure ej duggan thank you Thank I'll you so much. See you again next time. Ha ha. Ha ha. So tell me, when you took the back to Scholastic Aptitude Test, did you know the answers or did you guess? You were like gimmicks to amuse your fans and act all urban to jack up your sound scan. What's the matter with you? How come you write monosyllabic plays after be stricken your entire vocabulary? Your style's like garbage cans meant to be taken out on a weekly basis. Ever since you're frustrated, you've been in a state of suspended animation. You look like stuff for and Australopithecus, me crazy abacus. Enough about you, let's talk about me and how single-handedly I'm redefining the science of radio astronomy. Make a Nobel Prize with this question, the notions of reality. Oh, but I digress, you play sorry, I do.